0: Hello, guys and girls, and welcome to episode 114 of the F-Reality podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can also catch the show live in VR using big screen TV. The show goes live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Spotify. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. Now it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up, this guy is Red Raw. After locking himself in his room and whipping his pistol all week, it's the Red Raw Rowdy Guy how you doing man <laughs> i'm doing
1: all right red raw that, uh, okay i'm gonna remember that one <laughs> but no i've been uh, i mean my legs are still a little bit sore not gonna lie like uh, it's been a it was a rough weekend getting uh all those clips recorded uh, for for that video because I, I tried to do something special with it um but yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing all right. You know, it's been the weekend. We have actually a holiday on Monday. So it's an, uh, an even longer weekend for me, which is kind of nice. And on Tuesday, my girlfriend goes to Ireland so I can play VR the entire week coming. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. What ne- what holiday is it in Belgium
0: on Monday? Is it sort of a bank holiday or is it like a, a national holiday? <laughs> this is brilliant. A this national...
2: is exactly what I wanted to ask, Rowdy, Look at his
0: face.
1: Look at his face. He has no clue. I have no clue. I, I think it's the... the it's. The Belgium National Day or
0: something like that. Or <laughs> yeah, the Flemish that, sounds, National Day. that
1: sounds totally made up. I love this. <laughs> yeah, true.
0: <laughs> I love this. He's going to get deported next so, week for, for being someone, so unpatriotic. Someone in chat can look
1: it up. Okay. What, why we have all of them on the 11th. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Yeah, remind me, I want to talk to you a bit more about your uh, mixed reality capture with Pistol Whip. Yeah. Remind me to ask you about that before we move into the Jeez. news. Uh, but next up, this guy has fallen deep. Deep down the rabbit hole of a Rube Goldberg machine, it's our very own Inspector Gadget. It is, of course, Zimtok Five. How you doing, man? You're right.
1: I'm good. I'm still really. No, from no, the- no, no! Don't lie, Zim. <laughs> Do not lie. You can't say that you're good. That's Im- I saw the stream. You can't you're say that you're
2: good. <laughs>
1: so a little thing
2: happened to me, which is that <laughs> after spending more than twenty-four hours playing gadgeteer. So it took me, what, seven shows to get through the entire game. Uh, on show six, I was like on the last puzzle and I was like, yeah, I'm just about to finish. And I was literally a couple of blocks away from the finish of a two and a half hour build. And then uh, my quest went to power down. I was like, ah, oh, it's no problem. It's always save the state. I go power it back up and none of my progress had been saved. So I, you know, if you've ever seen a man his soul,
1: leave his body for a few minutes. Uh, that's pretty much exactly what happened. But, but the, the best part is your confidence like throughout. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. You're like even dancing and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the moment it happens that like, you realize that like, and it goes like like this, like, yeah. but, 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 but what? No, (laughs) And it it was not an easy build. It
2: was an intricate fucking build. I had like, it was a beautiful, gorgeous machine. I will remember it for the rest of my days. But uh, the devs were really good. Uh, After I reported it, like 18 hours later, they pushed a patch fixing this autosave bug, uh, which I think only affects the last level um, or did. But they scrubbed it out. Um, I didn't get a chance to benefit from that. Actually, by the time I was playing, I kind of got the alert or whatever, but um, it didn't affect me again, and I did get to finally finish the game. The weird oh, thing did. is, yeah, the weird thing is that um, on the final level, I bugged the final level. I won't say much, but let's <laughs> say there's um, there's some things that need to happen, three things, and uh, only two of those things happened, and I, I still got to open the end of the level, end of the, the game, and I was like. Well, that's weird. <laughs> I kind of just hacked the game. And then I went back and I did it again. But the problem that I really had, which was super frustrating, was I was trying to get my daughter to play it. And she's played like, in one sitting, she did the first 16 levels of that game. So good on her. She's only five. Um, and and uh, I couldn't find any way to like, like I deleted my profile. I deleted my profile. I created another profile. I tried their kind of hidden stuff to kind of unlock and de-unlock stuff. And all my progress, like I could not get a second profile set up with no with without progress, and so it was like really frustrating. And so mm. what I ended up doing was I just uninstalled the game and reinstalled it again. So it would have mm. lost all my builds, but it's like I've beaten the game. I don't need to go look so, at my. So quick own question:
0: stuff. when you, when you powered off and yeah. you started the game back up again, was it you were starting from zero, or was it just the last level that was completely reset?
2: So kind of two things. So initially, I went back to the the final level, right, and I saw that there was no progress. And I was like, Oh God. <laughs> and then I go back to the home and I go back in again. And then it puts me on level one. Right. Uh, and I'm like, and it's, and like daytime switches. So it was a different time of day. And I was like, Oh God, Oh God, it's all gone. All those levels are gone. 24 hours of work is gone. Like it was just not fun. Um, <laughs> So
1: yeah, this week has well, been full. I mean, full. I find it funny.
2: Yeah, a lot of people find it of fucking funny. <laughs> Meeting my... <laughs> you oh, seeing someone crumble is funny. That's that makes great TV. But um, it's the week has been filled with like just like top of the mountain, bottom of the Mariana's Trench. Like the whole week, it's just been things like I got to play Minecraft Earth, which was like I was waiting for ages for this. I was a big Minecraft fan, and I, like the 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 absolute top of that game is going in the middle of a forest and seeing a hole where there's not really a hole. And it's like, what is the friggin' point of this? I got to tell you, I've played like a whole bunch of different AR games. I'm a huge fan of things like Pokemon Go, Smash Tanks, all that kind of stuff. I do not see the point of this game. i played it like four or five days straight now. Uh, if you're in the UK, you can get it because my wife didn't like pre-register. Um, mm-hmm. I did and went around playing it and stuff. And you got the whole click loop of like opening. It's like opening loot crates and getting blocks of dirt and tree bits And then like you're supposed to be able to build on a build template, like if you had a a Lego base, right, Mm -hmm. you have to get one of those and you set it in your house and it's like way too big, you go outside and it's too small, it's uncomfortably small. And then like the ability to customize it or throw a chicken that you unlocked into that terrain, it's just, just nothing satisfactory about it at all. And I'm heartbroken at that. So. You know, I've just been zigzagging up and down all week, Mike. To be honest,
0: it's, it's been a roller coaster of emotions for you. Yeah, it's just I, I, like blah, game, and then there's
2: like I've I've managed in the last like week to like. Give three different thing buy awards after like a drought season of like six months. So I don't know. It's just been crazy. There's been some really solid VR experiences. So I'm I'm very happy about that. I,
0: I, f- I feel like the show has now become your kind of like therapy. You know, like this is, <laughs> yeah. this is, this is <laughs> I you. This is you. Like, can everyone like some hooks in the chat? Your, your, or your issues. You know, we're gonna we're gonna get you through this, Zim. It's okay. <laughs> you know, just just deep breaths. You're gonna be all right. But gadget like, like
2: like the yeah. bug thing doesn't influence my uh, feelings about Gadgeteer at all. It is absolutely brilliant, especially if you've got kind of like an engineering-y or building like mine, like you you tend to like that stuff like building a bridge game or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, The the thing I wanted to say about um, Gadgeteer though is there's a there's kind of a hidden bit, which is cool. Um, They have pre-built machines, so if you go into the Mm. sandbox area Uh, And you look at the game save state. I found this really obtuse to find, which is why I'm mentioning it now as kind of like a pro tip. If you do gadgeteer and they've got like a football pitch, they've got a giant dinosaur, uh, all these kind of rubric machines, right? That you can see and they release these over time. So there's more been added like in October, for instance. So I'd really recommend checking those out because they're really neat. And if you didn't know they were there, you'd be kicking yourself later going like, oh, I didn't know
0: so there you go so how long how long did you spend in Gadgeteer overall roughly 25 hours yeah holy crap there's a lot of value there yeah Uh,
2: especially for me I don't usually play games like that hardcore but uh, it just hooked me
0: nice nice well now that we're all hooked uh, let me uh, tell you a bit about Nathie because he uh, he's obviously not with us this week (laughs) Uh, he's still streaming on Mixer Still streaming on Mixer. His contract comes to an end uh, tomorrow, actually, so he'll be back with us next week. <laughs> he got paid a lot of money for that, so good on him. Uh, no, he's, he's still in Bali, uh, but we will be back with us on next week's show. Uh, if you don't know who I am, my name is Mike, host of the show from Virtual Reality Oasis. Um, we've got a busy show for you today. Lots of news, actually, this week to share. Some of the highlights of the news include Beat Saber's new DLC, Acer, who quietly released uh, the new Acer Oho headset, which I know you've all been (laughs) desperate to hear more about. Uh, Climy is coming to the Oculus Quest via SideQuest. Zim is going to give you the lowdown on the latest releases to look forward to next week. Loads of great content uh, to keep uh, an eye on for next week. Too much. Then we're going to be discussing the most anticipated VR game of all time, of course, Boneworks, which has just got a release date. And then we're going to open up the end of the show to a live Q&A, we thought might be a bit fun. You can ask us some questions, anything you want to know about us or the show, go for it. Um, So that's going to be at the end. But first, of course, let's find out what everyone's been up to this week. The highlight of the week. Feel free to join in in the chat as well. And we'll read your comments out. Sorry if we didn't read your comments out last week that much. We were kind of a bit preoccupied with Kent. He's such a fascinating guy. Um, If you missed that episode, go and check it out. Ethics in VR. I think it's a fascinating topic. But um, he kind of just like absorbed... Our mind space, and we weren't really so concentrated on the chat. But we'll uh, we'll make sure we focus on you this week. So, should give you some love. Um, so, what did you play uh, this week, Zim? That you want to highlight, or was Gadgeteer your kind of thing? No, not at all.
2: Gadget- <laughs> Let's move on from Gadgeteer, shall we? That's okay. okay. Pain, small pain point for me. Um, actually, it was a huge success to beat it. But uh, now, what I wanted to talk about was a game that I was. Um, uh, that some people will have played a long time ago, that only just landed on Oculus Home, um, which is Wolves in the Walls, which is a, it was this award-winning piece, um, and it it opens up a concept which I we've talked about before, but maybe not use this terminology: the concept of virtual beings, which is kind of like having a chia pet in VR, right, or a companion in VR. And um, this game, the, the thing for me, you know, you know, you know, when you play an immersive experience and something just clicks with you like, there's something special here, and you're not quite sure what that is, but like you're, you're grooving it, whatever it is, maybe it's your first time with like tactile experience or your first time using a PSVR aim controller or something, you know, there's something special and something extra. So Wolves in the Walls um, is this like three part, they said it was released in three parts, so they kind of released a bit and then buffed out a second bit. and They've just recently released the third part of that. So even if you've played it before, go back, check it out. Um, and, and you, you are basically, it, it's kind of like, um, ghost giant in that you're with this little girl, um, and this little girl is in an attic and I won't expose much of the story. It's, it's a story in as in so insofar as like Henry's a story. So it's a ride long experience, but they mm-hmm. actually have interactivity with it. There's decision-making in it. Um, and, and like this virtual being remembers your choices, your influence, so, it's a little bit like a very soft spined choose your own adventure um with a very gripping, incredibly well animated tale. And it lasts a little bit more than an hour. I just found it to be it's one of those kind of oculus studio things that uh, after I think the studio has since departed uh, from under under uh, oculus's wing, it's just amazing. It's just like the the amount of uh, effort that goes into it. It feels like well, you know, Pixar level quality experience and mm-hmm. I think there's no excuse to be no. made to not try it but I, I had received this as a recommendation from a viewer on a stream uh, about almost a year ago probably nine months ago and it was unavailable for for a number of months and I like contacted them and i like please can I play this and they, would, they wouldn't ship me a build or anything <laughs> and then all of a sudden just dropped on the store and I was like oh hell yes I'm, I've had this card on my wall because that's where I stick all my games I like must play I just gloomed my wall for a little bit and I was glad to be able to take a card down. But it's something that uh, I think I, I would absolutely categorize it as unmissable. So in addition to um, Gadgeteer and Pistol Whip, uh, those two games both got buy awards from me. Uh, this does as well, uh, which you, it's free, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's a must play. And, and they have a little blurb on their website, which you get linked to at the end of the experience. And the end of that experience, I'm not going to say anything, it's an <laughs> awesome way they end it. And then... Um, what they're teasing next is something that's even more immersive, and it's basically the coupling of uh, AI and machine learning with that kind of narrative experience, which wow. just to me like started to blow my brain and open my third eye and all that jazz. So I, I can only just say, check it out, and, uh, and that I'm
1: very, uh, how, very how sore from Pistol Whip. Mm. How, how long is it?
0: It's about an hour, a little bit more than an hour, maybe an hour 15. It's interesting because when you tweeted about it this week and I saw the tweet, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember talking about this on the show like a long time ago, that it was this really interesting narrative piece. Um, And even though they've just finished it as such now, because now the final chapter has been added, right? So it's now a complete story. It hasn't been refreshed as like a new release. So you still have to dig and search for it on the Oculus Store. Um, I, I
2: saw it, so I, I did see it highlighted. I did see it oh, highlighted see it in it highlighted. the main bar. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for me anyway, in my content, um, and that's what triggered me to kind of check it out again. But this other mm. thing that they're—I um, forget the name of it now—they're teasing a next part of this. So they're mm. like they're taking this tome and they're they're buffing it, but this other kind of extensive extension to it, they're they're actually using this to do a bit of learning. Uh, Mm -hmm. About your interactions. And then they're going to, they're kind of spinning that off into this uh, virtual being. And Mm. this concept of virtual beings is something that, that is just really neat. I think they're called forum games. If you want to check out their website and virtual beings as well, has this kind of a separate Facebook group and stuff like that.
0: So, do you, does it kind of play out like um, like one of those telltale games? You know, like where it's got decisions you have to make, and then, like you say, those decisions are remembered later on. So, like, it's more subtle than that. It's more subtle okay. than that. So, the interactions are quite, um, you know, you're,
2: flo- you're 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 on a river raft, and you might be able to float a little bit left or a little bit right, but you're going down the river. You know, it's 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 pretty it's pretty channeled. Um, but that doesn't make me love it any less. It's it's a bit of a the same thing I like about David Lynch films, it doesn't fully explain itself, so it leaves itself open to some interpretation about its mm-hmm. deeper message. Whereas something like Ghost Giant, you kind of get to know what the whole thing is about, right? So Yeah, and
0: I, I thought Ghost Giant was an excellent game as well. Like, if you haven't tried that on the PSVR, like, definitely go check it out. Um, but yeah, wolves Within, it sounds really interesting. I'm definitely going to try it, but you say this is an unmissable experience for Rift owners, right? Because it's a Rift exclusive, I guess. Yeah.
2: No, <laughs> not Werewolves Within, but uh, Wolves in the Walls. Yeah. Wolves in
1: the Walls. <laughs> that's an awesome <laughs> game. But
0: slightly different yeah. game, yeah. Werewolves Within is, a, is another VR game. That's a game about you. lying to all your friends. Yeah. Yeah. From Ubisoft,
1: yeah. No, is.
0: Excellent. Okay, so that's a, an excellent recommendation. Thank you very much for that. I will check it out. Um, so what about you then, Rowdy? What have you been up to uh, this week?
1: Yeah, I I need to ask for a bit of forgiveness for uh, for I have sinned. Like I have played a pancake game. Oh no, I know <laughs> I know what he played. What what is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, first off, like I'm, I played VR as well. Of course, this week I played some more Asgard's Wrath. I played uh, Pistol Whip, of course. Uh, I played uh, another one as well, on which we we'll talk probably next week. Um, and then uh, the the pancake game that I've actually played is uh, I, I tweeted about it a little while ago. Uh, but I've played Control. Um what is that? And this is you don't know. It, so. No, I've never heard ah, of it. Interesting, interesting. Well, the the thing is I, I tweeted not so long about this, that that in virtual reality, I would like to see more like superhero games where like superpowers are done right. You know, like I would really like to see like something like like Prototype in, in virtual reality, or like mm-hmm. uh, like Control in virtual reality, Quantum Break in virtual reality, uh, uh, Infamous Second Son, like those kind of games. I would I would like to have these kind of things in virtual reality as well. But with Control, the, the reason why I really wanted to play this particular title is because there was like um, the way that they do the superpowers in this game is just really well done. Um, the story goes as that you are a girl, a woman who ends up in some kind of facility and you need to um, just follow follow along with the story basically. You have no idea what is going on in the beginning. Uh, and slowly as you progress through the story, more and more things become clear. But not only is the 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 way that you have superpowers is is very, very well done, but the way that the story is told is like incredible. like it, it's probably the best that I've ever seen in any kind of game before. Is the way that they tell the story, the voice acting, the cutscenes, the cinematography that they've put in that in that game. They, it, it feels like you're watching that like you're being part of a movie. It's unbelievable how well this is done. For me, this is maybe even like game of the year. That's how how good it is. Wow. Now, other than like what I like about the superpowers, the things that you have. At the moment I have is like uh, you have some kind of telekinesis that you can like pick up objects you can like f- throw them at your enemies yeah. um, you have like some kind of melee force push attack uh, and you have um, is there a third oh yeah and a dash that's the, those are the threes that I have now there there are still a few more common I believe but the way that those are integrated into your controls is just so well done and feels so satisfying that it, a game like this just makes me want something like this in virtual reality even more. Because mm. um, we, we've we had a little bit of taste of like the Force invader Vader immortal, mm. but it, it still feels a bit like a letdown. Like yeah. I, I still want to have more control over like the objects when I like flick them away. I want my, my hand movements to have like a, a certain kind of like, um, a certain kind of like, you know, impact on like how mm. the object flicks and that kind of stuff. I, I want to have more control. And I, I think that the way that control has done it is just, it's just mind blowing. Uh, also, they use RTX. So uh, it's like I saw someone just say in the chat, it's, it's the first and only game that uses RTX right. But it's, um, wait, wait, it's so you mean for the so lighting? Cool. Yeah, yeah. It, um. it, it looks incredibly good. And then the cut scenes, they, they also mix it together with actual uh, um, movie scenes. So with actual scenes that were filmed with actual actors. Oh. So they mix that together. With like cutscenes with CGI, with like, and it's just, it's so well done. Does that work? And that the way that the, really? the story really? the, is told. The
2: blending of CGI and, and and real film actually
1: works out in the yeah. end. I, I mean, I don't want to give away too much of the story because the, the story is really, really good. It's just very, very um, interactive and very uh, well done. Yeah. You, you can progress through it really fast and it still will make sense. Or you can really take your time and like really delve in all the little things to make sure you know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, for example, like they work at a certain point with like a, a like a, a projector that projects like a uh, like a movie on the wall. You can just walk by it and just skip it. But if you look at it, it's actually a movie that is being played on the projector with actual actors, and that just works really well. I don't know how I can explain it, but mm. it's it's really well done. I think the cool thing is as well, like with Control. I haven't played
0: it, but I understand that it's made by Remedy, right? Yes. So yes. the same developers that made like Max Payne, yeah, uh, which of Correct. course is is me, Max Payne, <laughs> Max Payne Three. <laughs> yes, you really are. I've, I've, I've always teased <laughs> that I'm going to cosplay as him one day, um, but yeah, like like in the Hawaiian shirt and stuff, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you
2: I was going to say, I was like, you don't look like Max Payne, but the third one you do. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so I, I would love Remedy to make a VR game. I think uh, it would yes. be awesome because um,
1: I think they've also made Quantum Break. That's also them. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. the not that day stay...
2: Am I am I wrong about this? Didn't we cover Quantum Break at some point uh, back when we were VR inside, like ages ago? I could Possibly. have sworn we talked about Maybe. it. I'm gonna
0: have to go Maybe. dig in our archives and see. Yeah, I it's... can't remember what I said yesterday.
1: So, yeah, like I, I see quite a few people <laughs> in the chat have played uh, played Control as well. I think it came out in August. Yeah, uh, but on, on PC, it's a uh, it's an Epic Games uh, exclusive.
0: I yeah, so. of course. Talking about the chat, what else uh, have people been playing this week? Any other good suggestions I'll from them? A
2: few Let me take a look. Well, I like you know this uh, subject of superpowers, which I would agree with Rowdy is on about here, is that uh, you know when a when a VR game makes you feel powerful, that's a great vibe. And they said yeah. Megaton Rainfall, which of course is one of the first uh, VR games that made me feel not just powerful, but that maybe. They shouldn't have given me so much power.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But well, the, the thing was, controlless. I mean, it's not like Megaton or like Prototype, for example, that you're really like overpowered. Because you're you're fighting like a like a paranormal entity which also has certain powers. So, I mean, you, you you're if you were just fighting like humans, which is sometimes kind of do as well. Uh, then yeah, you're overpowered. But the enemies that you're against also are fairly uh, powerful. I, I got to drop in the uh, Dragon Ball
2: card before you go to chat again because I want I, there's not been a sufficiently decent Dragon Ball Z game. Uh, anywhere. And and I want a VR one so that I can bring a <laughs> Kamehameha like so through some rocks.
1: It would be so just cool. Shouting.
2: But it, you know you, they're going to You never would power up by right.
1: shouting, just like shouting in your microphone just to power up. Like yep. ah! the, That's what you do at the end of the Jumanji, the
0: VR experience. <laughs> oh, God, you the... power up by Jumanji! shouting Jumanji. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Anyway, what the chat has been playing. I see Red Dead Redemption 2, Pistol Whip, uh, another Pistol Whip from Joshua Johnston, Synth Riders, uh, Old Space, Thrill of the Fight. Uh, Dave DeSaiko also said that he played Prototype a long time ago, so there's an- another fellow Prototype lover. Um, uh, Dirt Rally 2.0 was Greg's VR. Um, game gaming science teacher checked out Old Space on the Quests. He found it a great experience. Buck tried out Pistol Whip. Uh, I saw that Watto UK. What did Watto UK now play? I just had it. Oh, he played Red Dead Redemption Two, Pancake, and also VR with Vorpex and a whole load of Borderlands Two. Nice,
0: yeah. interesting to see that you played it in, with Vorpex. So I wonder what that experience yes. is like. Um if you could share some more we'd love to know. What uh, one, sort of...
2: one one you can't miss is Dirt Rally 2 because they released some new content and so, and um, because that's yep. now running well if anyone is a racer. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, check that out.
0: Cool. Um a bit like Rowdy like this week I've been playing a lot of a game that we can probably talk more about on next week's show that's kind of been my main focus this week but um other than that i have been playing pistol whip on the quest and it's kind of funny because when i uh, had early access to the game i was playing it a lot on the index for like my mixed reality gameplay video so when i like i, I posted my hands on impressions on some sort of subreddits and you know gave you my sort of impressions of the game and um I posted on the index subreddit that I thought the game was probably going to be best played on Quest. <laughs> which, um, as you can probably imagine, didn't go down particularly well. Um, because I was slamming their $1,000 headset with something that was like 400 bucks. Um, but having played it now more on the Quest, I totally stick by my comment. Um, <laughs> because being free it's from that tether, it. particularly in a game like Pistol Whip, yep. It just feels way more natural um, because, and I think it's because of the the movement, like Beat Saber is different because you're standing in one place, just moving your hands. But with Pistol Whip, you're specifically squatting down like all the time. And what I found was with the Index sometimes that the cable from the back of the, the headset would then be trapped underneath my heel. I would stand up and almost like rip the headset off my head or like decapitate <laughs> myself. Um, so you just don't get that with the quest. You know, it's just it just feels way more natural and plus, you know, because you're only using a single controller and you are cupping your hand underneath, it just it just feels great. Mike, I we insane? So, did you, know you tell what,
2: this Mike? exact story last week?
1: Yeah. Probably. Roughly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But the, not, that was uh, only the Vel- the Valve Index story, not the part of the quest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, so now that I I've also been want played... to say, Mike, um, you know who probably wouldn't have that problem? Go on. Max Payne.
0: That's Which true. Is awesome. That's true. He wouldn't have that problem. He he would just dive all over the place without a <laughs> care in the world. That'll be me when I don this outfit one day. But until then, yeah, that'd be fun. I'm just a mere mortal. But yeah, like so it, it was just really nice to play it on the quest and it runs great on the quest, I think, you know, uh, it's great that I think yeah. a lot of people are really digging this game. I think um it does have a bit of a mixed bag response like some people just don't get it i think but i think the majority of people out there are really really liking it and i'm just really happy for cloudhead games that they found a game that's got this kind of like mass appeal yeah. because like the vr adventure games that they made previously if you're not aware were called the gallery episodes ones and one and two and they were like kind of vr adventure games really nice ones as well but they just didn't have that kind of like mass appeal like pistol whip has so i'm really happy for them but have any of you guys played it on a dead eye mode yet
2: yeah yeah that's why i started yeah, yeah, How was that? It's hard. I feel like it's more punishing. Like, I feel like it's pinpoint as opposed to... Like, audit is pretty precise in terms of what mm. you need to hit. But I found it to be quite punishing. I find mm. it as well, I think there's a mechanic with the gun that the gun is less accurate the more you're firing it. Um, probably <laughs> like a recoil uh, related thing, but like so. If you wait, if you wait, wait a second wait, between Zim. shots, wait, 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 wait. He watched <laughs> me, so he's gonna back in to tear me a new one here. But if you wait a second between shots, I find it's a lot easier to kind of just line up and and take that headshot. But I wasn't finding mm. like joyous connection for at least the first twenty minutes of playing that way. Go on, Rowdy okay. What do you have to say?
1: <laughs> so I watched you a stream, Zim. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, 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 I mean it's hilarious though like I, I had a lot of fun watching you but you play it like a spray shooter dude like <laughs> <laughs> you, you just go like <laughs> there could be no audio in that game and you would play it exactly the same way like it's hilarious but like I, I think like w- what makes uh, Dead Eye, um it, it I think it's for those kind of people that really either want to play it as a shooter, really like a shooter, like they don't care about the music, yeah. or they don't find the hard mode hard enough and they want to go for that extra kind of like thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think then maybe, uh, but other than that, I don't find it that appealing because um, it is it is so much harder. Yeah. Because if you play it on hard mode, you get like, like I said in last, last week's episode yeah, as well, yeah, yeah. you get like so many music combos, but you can only do those combos if you immediately hit the enemy at the mm-hmm. right spot, or otherwise you're gonna have to shoot three, four times. You kind of lose that like musical beat that you have been going on. Um, so unless you are a Deadeye shot, like Viper or something, then I don't think that mode will really work for you that well yeah. if you play it as a beat uh, yeah. music game. But the thing yeah, is, um, like for me, and my biggest disappointment
2: with it, which is which is weird, because I like I, I loved Beat Saber, you know, on release. I loved Audica on release. Um and I'm just seeing in chat, and this is really sad that uh actually there is auto aim in Autica, which means the whole time I thought I was shooting straight, I probably wasn't. Shit. Um, and uh and, and so that, <laughs> that means I'm probably just not equipped for this one. But I do think that they did the right choice of giving it the auto aim. Uh it definitely yes. means yes. the game is yes. way more approachable. Um you get into you that lovely like vibe. Badass. But for me, and this is what I was like puzzled, so puzzled about on the quest. Like Mike, I think it ran uh, great, super smooth. Um, Actually, it's almost hard to discern between desktop and Quest. It's a very solid version. I tried the desktop one just for the first time today. Um, But the music, for some reason, didn't grip me. And it's really strange for me not... I mean, the music is great, don't get me wrong. But I couldn't get on beat for some reason. Like, none of the tracks, I don't know what it was. But did you play with headphones or did you play it... all? yeah I tried both so I I, I tried um, I tried initially just with the quest audio and I, and and actually I found it to not it was it wasn't driving my sub pack enough um, in terms of the volume coming out I tested it later and that was fine but then I tried it with headphones and even with that and you know what I think it is I think it's this bloody Pheo amp that I got recently, the 10k.
1: Uh, the headphones de- yeah. be- definitely it's- because like the, the, I had it's- the initially the same problem as you and I was like I'm just not getting what I mean my rhythm is pretty okay like, yeah same know, but I don't know why I, I, I should be able to get this but there was like there's a small latency uh, and if you have a some kind of like like I have my wireless headphones if there is some latency even if it's not a lot that is enough to throw you off that perfect mm. beat. Which makes it almost impossible to play that game as a as a beat game.
2: No, it wasn't latency. Um, I'm 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 talking cabled headphones. So my f- my headphones were cabled into the quest. still be uh,
1: like if you have a product in between that could get that could add a certain amount of latency. No, so
2: I'm, what I mean is I played straight. So I, there's two jacks, right, in the quest. So I'm doing one to line out to the stream so they can mm. hear it and all that, and the other one straight headphone to quest. Like it, there's nothing in between, and it wasn't latency because I'm good at detecting that as well. But there's just something about the way the tracks are mixed. Uh, it's weird. I can't put my finger on it yet, but I didn't find the same thing on PC. And I think what's happened is I think I've gotten accustomed to my nicely amped music on PC. And now the quest just isn't good enough, which is like, if that's true, that's horrible. <laughs> I've gotten accustomed to the better quality soundtrack now, but it's a great game. Uh, well, anyway. Also,
1: I saw that uh, uh, Roger Dyking said that Zim isn't playing uh, Pistol Whip. He's playing Uzi whip. <laughs>
2: Uzi whip, yeah!
1: But uh, the one bug that, and I just want to let people know this is a bug,
2: because other people experienced it, was there was an issue with, on Quest with the permissions, which I didn't know about, and it meant that you couldn't customize your gun, whereas PC users are like, oh, they could do whatever they wanted. And I wanted in a pretty pink pistol with a zebra pattern on it, and I couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> but apparently that's because of... A background permissions issue with the app that the app didn't like say, "Hey, do you want to give us permissions?" Um, but you could uh, manually give it permissions by going through some steps they had posted on Reddit. So, um, cool. Is that been updated now, or is that still the case? I'm, I don't know. I think you still have to go through the steps, but uh, okay. it's been patched a few times since it's been out.
0: Yeah. Nice. So that is pistol whipped. So let's get into some news then, and uh, let's start with an update from last week's show. As we mentioned on that show, that uh, there was some new Beat Saber DLC coming soon. And uh, it turns out the new DLC was a Rocket League and Monster Cat mashup music pack that includes six new tracks, which released this week on the 7th of November, for PC VR, Quest, and the PSVR. Um, So these are kind of all Rocket-themed tracks. I don't know if any of you guys are kind of like Rocket League nuts. I played as a fair I'm it's... no Nathy. Nathy fucking 1400 hours, the like, nutter. Like Nate, Nathy lives in this game. It's a shame hmm. he's not here this week because he, he he I'm sure he's gonna be excited about this. Um but he like like literally lives in that game. He can that, sing the that, songs. That's what That and Bioshock. Yeah, exactly. This confused um, me a,
2: a lot though. I was like, why does does <laughs> I was
0: like does that have even a notable like soundtrack to it? Like, how does this make sense? Yeah, it does have uh, have a good soundtrack. It does. Um, it's got like a really thumping music uh, on the intro. I think intro. that's new, though. I think that's. Is it? I think that's has to um, be new. But these 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 tracks, there's six of them. I'll quickly read out what they are. They're yeah. like Tok- Tokyo Machine, Play, Stephen Walking, Glide, Slushy, Love You, Need You, Tokyo Machine, Rocket, Dion Timmer, Shyaways. Uh, Slushy and Dion Timmer test me They're the there's a tracks. song
1: called Stephen Walking no he's the
0: he's the artist
2: <laughs> yeah but sti- okay. it's a lot like Rowdy it seems a little bit
0: wrong Stephen Walking yeah. <laughs> Gl- <laughs> like, Glide is the name of the track because like you got Stephen Hawking
2: and then you got yeah. Stephen, Stephen walking. walking
0: yeah All right. Um, but to celebrate the uh, collaboration Rocket League have also dropped some customization items in the actual Rocket League game itself uh, they're a topper and a boost effect featuring the beat blocks from Beat Saber which is kind of cool.
2: Yeah. Th- those I like. That actually that's something that's one of the best things in Rocket League is the ability to customize your vehicle and all the stuff you got going around. I mean that that for me was like half of the attraction. The other the other half is that it's just an amazing like feel of forward momentum in that game. Yeah. So it really feels like you're if you have experience playing like foot, footy on a pitch or something like running up and down the the field like that that's it's that feeling of
0: momentum shift like forward and back forward and back and it really does feel like a sport i I do remember Nathan telling me that he spent a lot of money on a cosmetic item but i can't remember (laughs) how much it was but it was a substantial amount of money so he's like proper hooked onto that game do do you Um, remember what the item was was it the uh it was like a gold hat or some something weird uh i I paid him for like the back to the future stuff but
2: then again that got overused the second it was out
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but thankfully the DLC isn't that expensive. It is uh, uh, eight pounds uh, and nine, roughly about nine dollars. Um, which uh, I don't know is, is. Do you think that's good for six tracks? You know, oh. I, you, know you get custom environment so as well. So
2: eight or eight or nine quid for um, six tracks plus yeah. custom environment. I mean, a little bit pricier than the previous ones, right? Which were kind yeah, of like a bit pricier, quid yeah, per. Yeah, Um But I wonder also on the flip side. I don't know if you know that. Like, what is the DLC stuff, the customization accessories, cost in Rocket League for the Beat Saber. Because actually, for me, I'd be more interested in that.
0: You get that for free anyway. It's free. Yeah, it's free anyway. The the, the the custom stuff in in Rocket League is free anyway, just to celebrate the the collaboration. Wow. Okay. Um, but obviously the DLC you have to pay for um for the tracks. But like I say, you know, is it's dropped uh, all at the same time for Oculus, PlayStation, and Steam all at the same time. And if you own a Rift and Quest the music packs are cross-buy, so you can buy them on Quest and they'll also be added to your Rift game as well. Well, So if you own them both, then there's some value there. So that That is the new tracks to Beat Saber. Next bit of news, bit of sad news, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. is from the team at Ready at Dawn about Echo Arena on Oculus Quest, uh, in a blog post this week, they stated to release the highest quality game possible. We've decided to delay Echo Arena's launch on Quest until twenty twenty. We're excited to bring Echo Arena and all of its zero G glory to the Oculus Quest soon. So, yeah, a bit of a delay there, yeah. which is uh, disappointing. I sure. think
1: I recently saw a trailer from Oculus using Echo Arena as uh, as their like defy reality. Yeah. Um, Did you now? Yeah. It was this week. Yeah. Did you? It was this, this week, yeah.
2: <laughs> we're well, maybe, we were just <laughs> running it. No. <laughs> we're just we're just playing it right it. now. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
0: because I think, I think it's a great ad. I think Oculus have really made some amazing Those ads. Those ads are great. Uh, the, the,
2: the, the, this whole like clone Apple and be the king of VR in that kind of real clean, pristine, um, very high production quality advertisement space, they're killing it.
0: Yeah, like I always thought like the PlayStation ads were really great, you know, the way they, yeah. they, they kind of depict that kind of blue visor. Yeah. Um, but I think Oculus have done an amazing job here with this. Uh, and I think they should really sort of continue this because when these uh, ads get played in the mainstream sort of audience, it really gives you a good understanding of what it is I mean, all about.
1: It captivates people as well. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, well, what is this about? This looks cool. Like, you know, like like a lot of gamers are always like, oh, I want to be more like in the game. I want to be in the game. And the way that yeah. they're portrayed is, it's really. I mean, it's even better than it is, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's true. No, it's definitely true. But it's where we're going, right? That's what they're trying Absolutely. to show us. And they, they really do take that um that kind of vector from mixed reality. I love when they show just like ordinary people floating in space and stuff. It's just like, that's, that's brilliant. I like that even more than the PlayStation kind of – Funky techno yeah. HUD,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a bit disappointing. Obviously, the Echo Arena has eh. been delayed uh, on the Quest because you know it's certainly not an easy task porting a game over to Quest. You know, some people may think it's easy, oh. but it's not. It's actually a lot of work. And if you look at you know Vertical Robot, for example, like getting Red Matter over to the Quest and getting it to look as good as it does was a significant amount of effort. I think it took almost them a year to do that. Um, but hopefully, you know, this extra development time for Ready at Dawn it will pay off. Uh, eventually, because just like Pistol Whip, which I talked about earlier, I think this game will probably be best played on Quest because of the freedom and the amount of movement. Hundred percent.
2: Yeah, I actually had—I just, I just had that with uh, even with with uh, Wolves in the Walls. It was like the first time in a very long time I found myself sitting down playing VR, and I just—not that you have to—I sat down and I had cable rage. Like the cable was getting caught in my chair, and I was like, F- <laughs> "This man, I'm going back to tetherless." But like but seriously, at same, though, at the I, same I time, I realized that
1: it. we. Not that long ago, we had the discussion about like, is there going to be problems for like tracking? Because if you mm-hmm. reach behind you, is mm-hmm. that maybe the reason why they why they delayed it, or have yeah, they not given it's... any specifics? It, it, it could well be.
0: I know that they would they were putting a significant amount of time and effort into making sure that it was going to work properly, uh, pro- mm. pro- properly. Um, so it could be that. Um, but I think it's just the fact that these things take a long time. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. But maybe you know, I, I'm only putting it out there hypothetically. Maybe if they can achieve a really good port of Echo Arena, maybe, maybe they might be able to work on something with Lone Echo. But I think the issue with Lone Echo is that some of those facial animations, like if you start downscaling them, they're going to look super weird. So maybe not. (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah, even the size of the game is going to be pretty Mm -hmm. mondo, right? Um, the, The thing I'm wondering is we've got a couple of different quest titles now that have had the push I'm, I'm assuming it's due to optimization and some kind of QA clampdown from Oculus as well as the development studio wanting to go higher on quality. But I, for this, I mean, I'm, this just reminds me of like, where's the climb? I want the climb, please.
0: Where's it's so funny. Fe- I, I'm actually going to mention that. I'm actually oh, going to mention that. Oh, are you? That. Okay, I, yeah. I won't say anything. They don't, everyone of you didn't hear me. I didn't say it. Was it was like a mind meld moment. You read my mind. Um <laughs> But um the interesting thing is talking about like movement and being free and tetherless on the quest. I wonder if playing this will give you an advantage over Rift players because it will be crossplay mm. when it eventually releases. So that'll be kind of an interesting dynamic to keep an eye on. Um, but we'll see. I'd love to so, see an
2: esports event. The thing is if this could lands on Quest, Quest has such a nice like wide broad appeal and like again, if you're the teenager like the thing to get this Christmas is definitely Quest. Uh, that library is just awesome now. Like where it was in summer, little shaky legs. Now, undisputed champion in VR. Like that's the headset you want. And uh, for the price point, parents could actually do it, you know. Um, and I think that this kind of game could definitely help come back in esports because it was there, right? Mm-hmm. And then it, it's kind of dwindled a little bit. And I think that we could see the resurgence of it and actually have some real competitive, you know, like teenagers popping out of the woodwork just going – going nuts trying to take each other down i'd watch that so we'll see
0: yeah for sure for sure um next bit of news this week a nice little update to steam vr which uh, fixes some of the really annoying audio issues <laughs> if you're a, if you're a vr content creator or you're a developer that switches re- like headsets regularly you will know the rage that is steam vr when you try and plug a new headset in for the first time and I, I, had, I swap headsets regularly, like testing different games and stuff out. And it's so annoying. Like when I go back to the VR, like plugging the index in, put the headset on, I'm ready to get into an experience. And then the audio is like running through my headphones still or like my desktop, like speakers. It's just really irritating. You have to manually change it each time. But thankfully, Valve have come out with a new update to VR, which is update 1.8. And amongst other bugs, uh, they've added some tweaks to the audio as well. So. Okay. Audio input and output settings are saved per HMD type. So now switching between multiple HMDs will preserve the audio settings from each HMD and using a new HMD for the first time will default to the appropriate audio devices for that HMD. Thank you, Lord Gaben. (laughs) It's just so annoying. (laughs) Um, The other cool thing is, there's a couple more little audio tweaks. Audio mirroring can now be directed to the de- default computer de- device or any specific output device. When mirroring is enabled uh, and default is selected, sound from the VR headset will also play on whatever audio output was default when yeah. SteamVR was launched. Yeah. And this is like really useful if you're if you're recording on a second PC or streaming from a second PC and you're routing your audio through like Elgato or whatever. So that's it. again, another really useful update particularly for content creators. And then finally, uh, an update regarding the index. When if you plug it in for the first time, the audio driver defaults to 100% volume, <laughs> and I've almost <sighs> deafened myself a few times playing Beat Saber where the volume was defaulted to 100% because those index speakers are like bloody loud.
2: Yeah. Um, no, but that that um, that I suppose you're you're, you're telling us kind of like a content creator benefit. I, I found it valuable even in my Vive room. Uh, because the the audio always used to not play, and then I'd have to take the headset on or off, whatever player it was, my wife, me, kid, whatever, go back to the PC, kind of every single time I found it was a problem. And since the update, I've mean, had to do that. So, uh, long time coming, but very yep.
1: appreciated. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's also the main reason why I got, like, wireless headphones, so I could just, like, switch headsets and then mm. just keep these headphones always as the main output. Ah, so yeah. I didn't have to like uh, change it on the computer.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think Oculus is better now than sort of really pushing that the Rift Audio is the default audio source. Uh, but I used to use uh, the Oculus Tray Tool audio switcher, mm-hmm. um, which would automatically do that for you. That's a really helpful little tool if you're not aware of it uh, called the Oculus Tray Tool. And you can do that in there. Um, but let's move on to the next bit of news this week. And that is about Acer. Because the Acer Oho, which we talked about on the podcast a year ago, A year. (laughs) As as finally released. (laughs) Uh, It's a Windows Mixed Reality headset from Acer. uh, And it does have one unique feature, which I think is kind of interesting. And that is that the front of the headset, including the display and front-facing cameras, can be completely detachable from the head strap. Meaning that hypothetically in the future, you could just upgrade your headset by replacing the optics and the sensors, which is kind of interesting, right? So that could Well, be... we all
1: know that probably in the future they'll come with some kind of different design and that probably will not be used. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Or, that's or, the or,
0: problem you've paid for it. like. <laughs> yeah. Or more likely that this just headset isn't going to do very well so they never make another one again. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was...
2: I'm, I'm going on that. Even the build quality in their uh, trailer, I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, it looks like a Cylon. So if you're a big Battlestar Galactica fan, there's that benefit.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the and thing is, other than that, Feature that you can take the front of it off and replace it. It's a pretty run-of-the-mill mm. average headset. Like, you know, even the resolution isn't that great at, like, 1440 by 1440 pixels per eye. Uh, it's an LCD panel, which is, like, you know, part of the form now with most new VR headsets. Uh, but I think the biggest downfall is the fact that it's a Windows Mixed Reality headset, uh, lim- limiting it to, like, two front-facing cameras for tracking. And also you've got, like, the the Windows MR controllers, which just—they're just not very good. Like they—they they burn through batteries really quickly. A bit like the Cosmos controllers in that sense, they—they they rapidly burn through batteries, and um, they just don't offer the—the the, the tracking fidelity of like other headsets that are out there with Inside Out tracking now. Um, so I think it might appeal to businesses, but I don't think uh, consumers will be getting on board with this one. Um, mm. But if you are interested, it's available now in the UK for three hundred and ninety-nine pounds. And we'll be coming to the US soon for three hundred and ninety nine US dollars.
1: The look of it is cool, though. Yeah, like,
0: I, the, I actually think it looks, it's not a bad uh, yeah. look.
2: Like it, it we should yeah, do that. Cool. We should so rate headsets by their look. Look alone. <laughs> yeah, by look alone. Like I remember pulling my Vive out and going, "Oh man, this is like impact crater heaven." Like it just like, looked like the surface of the moon had taken some hits, you know. <laughs> and it yeah. looked as well like quite robust. And to this day, it, I think it's quite a heavyweight in terms of its look and feel. But I remember seeing the C V1 unveiled and being like, ooh, that's sleek. And I tend to like like businessy stuff, just like simple look, not like real flary. And mm. so that's why I always like that kind of styling. But this one is uh, yeah if you wanted to cosplay as a cyborg or something, not bad.
0: <laughs> the thing is like I think the Windows mixed reality range really needs a complete refresh. Like, you know, they they really should Microsoft should really develop a new reference design. Yeah. And then just say, look, everyone just use this new reference. This is the new standard. Because Windows MR, like, it, it, it's kind of been left behind a little bit. You know, the rest of the industry is kind of pushing forwards, whereas they're kind of still kind of stagnant a little bit. Um, so definitely a new model with, like, better controllers and better tracking. I think they would actually do well in the market space. They would actually have some competition again. And I yeah. think competition, particularly right now, is needed more than ever. Because, you know, even HTC... Bringing their stuff to the to the table isn't really hitting the right the right notes. Yeah. So, no, I think, we, I think there's some, a
2: space in the market. I think you're absolutely right. I, I think you're, uh, and I, th- I think actually we, we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago. But in terms of anti competitive, you know, anti monopoly uh, law in certain countries, I think it's also going to be necessary at some point uh, mm. for that mm. to come along because there really isn't a, a second strong player in that pc slash laptop vr headset market at the moment no
0: and, and standalone as well that you know like no no one's coming close to the to the quest you know i know that the hmm. the htc tried you know with the um the, the focus the but uh you know the Vive, the five focus as well you know the standalone one yeah you know, really it, again with price point and what it can achieve it, it's not competition um which kind of leads me on nicely to to the to the next sort of uh, bit wait, of news.
1: Wait, 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 We we had the chat still, like uh, coming up with some uh, names for the next iteration of the Acer Oho. We had the Acer the the Acer Uh Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or also the Acer Oh No. It's <laughs> my favorite. That's great. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's it's a strange Fairly. name. It it's spelled O J O, but it's pronounced Oho. Yeah, but it's Spanish o- stands stands yeah. for I. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's the same as I in Spanish. I think yeah, yeah. I think you remember. I think I remember you now. You telling me this last time, but I just completely forgot. Uh, I know true. Nate. I know Nathy likes to say "oh ho, a lot. But, um, so. <laughs> <laughs> He's missed another opportunity being on the show this week. Yeah. Um, the amount
2: of sound bites you can get out of Nathy, though, you know, we we, we, yeah, could, exactly. we could definitely have a whole panel, whole switchboard for anyone who doesn't yeah. know pre-show for about oh, a year. Gosh. We had we he actually had a switchboard, and my that was the biggest internal nightmare I think we've ever had. Yeah, now that he's and not here we can talk about quickly. it he's yeah. never going to hear this so we can say openly you
0: know I, I, imagine if you had a, a child maybe say five and you gave it like four cans of Red Bull that is Nathy pre-show to this it is, it, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a tricky beast to contain sometimes yeah, a little meme machine bless him um, but I'm looking forward to having him back uh, the same, show next week same, same. so
1: so <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: The way that
1: just ended was
0: brilliant. Anyway, moving on. Um, So in another strange move uh, in the VR industry, talking about like the Ace Oho and like kind of needing competition in the market space, is that some interesting news came out this week. Um, It was originally reported by Upload VR, who found out that HTC were selling refurbished original Vives for $399. US Refurbished original Vives for $399. Sorry, who was selling? Who was selling? HTC themselves. We're selling refurbished Vibes for a competitive price against Rift. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, so if you buy a refurbished one, um, so it's used. They've kind of like, you know, they've obviously given it a little bit of a wipe <laughs> and, and put a new cable on it and some new and a new face gasket. Um, but you're saving a hundred bucks. Um, you know the a brand new original Vive kit still now goes for four hundred and ninety nine US dollars. That's not uh, bad uh, wait, actually. The that's the not original bad original
1: Vive. So like the yep. the OG the, the so yep. the 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 one that competed with CV one. No, no, yes. But wait, wait, wait.
0: They had a they had a weight revision later on, so it yep. would be I, that one you'd be getting. It's a good point, actually, because we don't know. It's not exactly clear which one you would get. It's been so Um, long since, though. There's no way they're still pumping out the original. I mean, I've got the OG one. That's like
1: a brick. me too. You know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I've actually seriously considered both on PlayStation and HTC to revise to to get the new ones, because PlayStation has that horrible brick of plastic that's hanging off your hip. That's Whoever designed that needs to be decapitated or something. And then yeah. and then you got the HTC, which all they did was they just like, ah, oh, we can shave some weight off. And I hope to God, I hope to God that within a year that Oculus do that for the quest. Just take mm. weight out. Just that's I don't need anything else different about the system. Just take weight out of the headset. Just
0: get rid of the battery. Who needs it? <laughs> um <laughs> not if you play gadget here. Like, yeah apparently. Um so, yeah, I, I, I think it's kind of nice, but I think they could have been more aggressive with the pricing. But then again, I think that with HTC a lot, you know, you, they're always that little bit more expensive. But I think if if this deal was like 250 bucks or 299 bucks, that would have been a much more attractive price point that you could would really you, recommend for someone maybe new to VR to say, look, this is a really you, great little headset.
1: You, you Jump get in like with a this way price. lower resolution though, right? If you compare it to the, to the price of the... So Rift wait, how, how much is it now? $399, right? Yeah, it's the same price as Rift S. Rift S, but the resolution of the Rift S is, is way higher than what the original Vive is. Yeah,
0: uh, it, yeah so it, it's not that much higher, but it does look much clearer because of the panels that they've used and the optics that they've used. True. Yeah. Um, but you do get it with the base stations and stuff, right? So it's You do get it with the base stations. Kit. Yeah, and, and the ones. So you do get that kind of gold standard tracking capability um, and that's why I just think if it was a little bit cheaper like if it undercut the Rift S mm-hmm. I think it would be much more attractive to to recommend and it is but it and with again
1: the, is it with the original base stations or is original. it the base stations 2.0 no original base stations but even if even with that
2: like I, the way I look mm-hmm. at it is it's like a stepping stone for someone who wants index later you know like if yeah. you're like yeah I'll yeah. like lay out the 400 now like someone who's like giving the fingers to Oculus right um mm-hmm. And and is like, I'm gonna lay that out now. That's my foundation. And then you can literally piecemeal your way into an index. You can go, yeah. I wanna have the controllers first, so I'll do that. The base stations from all reports that I've heard don't matter that much to not a really. consumer. No. Um and then you just save up and go mm-hmm. for the full headset. You can probably even sell mm-hmm. the Vive for a hundred quid or something.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And the thing is like, although it's like refurbished, you're not gonna get like a someone's face sweaty old rank, old headset, you know, they're going to spend a lot of time making sure it's nice. Like if you ever bought Apple refurbished products, <laughs> they, they basically are brand new. Um, so I'm yeah. sure it'll be going to be the same with HTC. You also do get a year's warranty with it as well. So, you know, if you do have any issues, you can send it back. But I just think it's kind of interesting. I just, I just wish they were a little bit more aggressive with their price point. I think it would have made it much more attractive uh, option there. But that is what it is. Uh, also, it's worth noting that this is only in the US. Uh, this uh, refurbished Vives aren't available in Europe or in Ugh, the UK. Of course,
2: okay. of course. Moving on. Where's the sweepstakes for me to sign up so I can get disappointed when I win?
0: There you go. Arr. Next time, lead with that, Mike. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. exactly, <laughs> exactly. I guess, I guess, I guess you could use our old friends at um, what was it, Big Apple Buddy? <laughs> oh yeah. God, I hate those guys. Uh, right. <laughs> Final bit of news this week is that Climy <laughs> has uh, released a demo on SideQuest for the Oculus Quest. I like, what? Yeah. So just like to the top, Winlands and others, Climby was rejected by Oculus to be on the official Oculus App Store. Now, what's kind of interesting about this is that all of these games have unique locomotion, such as climbing, yeah. swimming, swinging. And I wonder if it's more about these games movement systems than yeah. it is about the quality of the games themselves. Yeah, And this is why, when you mentioned the climb earlier, I was like, maybe this is why we haven't seen the climb because uh-huh. Oculus aren't happy with these movement mechanics uh, being provided to new users maybe. Um, and that's why we haven't seen it along with these other games because is- they're all kind of similar in their design.
1: Like, if you see, like, like VR fails or something on YouTube, it is often with these kind of, like, movements, yep. it's like people that, like, go, like, and they just, like, fall over, yep. you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's the that, lawyers. That's, that's a good point. It's
2: the lawyers going, like, you're going to get sued. You can't do mm. this. So, if, if, if the climb doesn't come out with a slightly different default, um, what's the system I'm talking about? Not locomotion system, but some kind of system that grounds you, Mm-hmm. in your surroundings, I think the game will have to behave slightly different to how it does on PC. Just
1: flip your horizon 90 degrees, so you need to go and lay flat on the floor while you climb. Right? Yeah. Just lie on the ground and just be like that from the ground. It
0: comes yeah. with a, a, a required three-point harness accessory that you've got to suspend from your ceiling. People be buying it for other reasons, Mike. You know? Could have some other uses there. Yeah. Oh, really? Um But yeah, this demo of Climby... Uh, on SideQuest is free. It's just a small taste of what Climmy can offer. Uh, as the developer is still kind of working out whether they can sell it on SideQuest mm, and mm. the kind of complications of monetizing that platform, uh, he doesn't make any promises about that. But you can just try for now this this free little taste. The cool thing about Climmy on Steam was uh, its multiplayer, in that you could climb with up to ten friends all at once online. Yeah, which mad. which is awesome and it also had a level a level editor so you could make your own custom levels and then climb them with your friends which uh you know if you ever if you ever seen Josh Dubbs videos he did an amazing one uh, when he was climbing with Mully. you should definitely check it out it's hilarious um, so yeah it's a shame that a game like that isn't coming to quest but i think we've kind of maybe unlocked the reasons why
2: i think it's a i think it's a it's a fair hypothesis and the other thing i wanted to say was side quests themselves do a really good job of highlighting, I think they call it SideQuest Legends. Um, They do a tweet every so often, um, every couple of days, I think, Uh, something that's there on the store. It's not the easiest to find content. And I'll be honest, they've done some things in terms of filtering and ordering things by rating and stuff like that that have helped. Um, Mm. But definitely knowing what to go for in SideQuest straight off the bat isn't the easiest thing. So um, I'll be very keen to see this launch. And actually, I would encourage other development teams to follow the same strategy, because giving people a little free demo of your game <coughs> is uh, is good. Uh, see if there's actually community interest in it. And as we know from PC, <coughs> this has been uh, this has been a big favorite. Actually, a lot of people love climbing.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like uh, Crisis Brigade, <laughs> it's like one of my favorite games on quest I love that game. It's just so much fun. It's a bit like. Pistol whip in the fact that you could just use one controller and shoot that way, mm. which is 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 awesome. Um, in a in a little bank heist scenario, and there's <laughs> there's hard, harder harder levels as well. So um, yeah, you know definitely go and check out SideQuest if you're interested in trying out some experimental content on the Oculus Quest because they make it super super simple. Yeah. Um, so that is all the news this week. As I said, there was quite a lot of news this week, um, but let's now hand it over to Zim for the releases for next week. Lots oh. to talk about this week. I'm excited yeah, about this I,
2: I, it was, um, it was It was difficult to make a cut. I've, I'm going to highlight five games for us, but uh, it was definitely difficult to make this week's cut because I think everyone's lining up for Christmas. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so it's like, oh, mid-November, uh, do it then, which I don't understand really when it comes to game releases so much because in the end of the day, if you're going to do it before the holiday season, obviously consumer spend is up. Uh, Around things like Black Friday and stuff like that. So that's probably what's driving it Um, But a little bit surprising anyway first game here uh, Into the radius. So this is a game that um, I got a chance to play when it was kind of early um, alpha slash beta Probably the first game that I ran across that felt to me quite a bit like DayZ. It's a single-player VR survival shooter Um, It's akin to I would say Metro 2033 Escape from Tarkov or Stalker. It's got this real dark vibe to it. I found it kind of neat because you're kind of bridging between different realities. So you're in this space that has like um, zones within the radius that have been. Uh, polluted or mutated in a in a funny way. So there's like, and then there's some weird like shadow creatures coming after you the whole time. Um, so I really loved the vibe. Um, the package together felt quite a bit rough. I did play it at alpha, uh, but this is just released on early access on Steam. So a real um, it's a real sl- kind of slow paced eerie title. It's almost like a horror game, um, and you're just trying to basically. Kind of bounce in and out of this like infected region uh, to be able to collect ammunition parts and stuff like that to be able to survive. So found it quite interesting. Um, I was disappointed it wasn't multiplayer, but um, the actual radius itself and the kind of sun glowing in the background was 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 really nifty. So
1: I've seen this. Uh, have we talked about this way before? When this was announced, maybe, maybe or something, maybe a long um, time ago, possibly. Or, or I think people even played it before, and that the, yeah. the overall impression was that it was a little bit disappointing.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, I, I'm in the same seat. I, I wouldn't be rushing to it, maybe. but at the same time, I think it's um, it it's, it a it different game design yeah. than much else of what's out there. And so, mm-hmm. if you've been itching like crazy for something like that, it's uh, it's worth, you know, yeah, giving sure. it a shot.
0: Yeah, definitely giving me that that kind of stalker. Yeah, stalker.
2: Yeah, too expensive in my opinion at the moment. It's discounted on Steam, but uh, twenty three seventy nine in pounds—that's twenty four pounds—is a lot to ask. If it was eight quid, I think it would be fair, yeah. you know. But it's a bit much.
1: But it depends yeah. on how much game there is, of course.
2: There's not a lot of game when I played it, so we'll 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 see. I do have a, they they sent me a key for this as well, so I'll check it out. I'll let you guys know. Next up, uh, so that one's just out. That was 6th of November dropped, so that was uh, that's available now if you want over on Steam. Um, next, we have, who do we have? We have Doctor Who, who I didn't know is now a chick. I had no idea. I'm not a Doctor <laughs> Who uh, follower in this way, but uh, uh, 12th of November, uh, Doctor Who The Edge of Time releases for PC VR, uh, notably like the last title, listing only Rift and Vive on the Steam page. Uh, again, I'm not seeing index support as unanimously as I was expecting before. Um, so you travel through space and time to new horizons, you get to pilot the new TARDIS. Is it roomier? Again, I'm not up to speed with the new series. So anyone who watches it, please tell me in chat if, uh, <laughs> if I'm off the money on this. Uh, I don't recognize anything that I recognize from the first couple of seasons of this that I've watched, but they're on like the 13th or 14th season now. So it's a bit mad. Um, but yeah, there's authenticity. You actually get uh, the voice of Jodie Whittaker in this, who plays the Doctor at the moment in the current season. Uh, you get to, you know, interact with uh, wonderful dentistry utilities like the Sonic Screwdriver, which is <laughs> fantastic. you Got a migraine? That thing just does the trick. Uh, so this is coming out uh, on the 12th of November. Couldn't find a price for it. Apologies. Uh, Maze Theory are have developed who have developed this game will shortly be releasing it for uh, Who fans around the world.
1: Think, is, think, is, is Doctor Who actually like popular outside of like the UK <laughs> love this I, question I, love this question
0: I think it does have a huge fan following in America as well um, in America but, yeah but I'm not I'm not a massive fan of it to be honest well I, I haven't really spent any time with it i think that's probably the reason why but i think the, the vr game particularly looks gorgeous yeah it uh, kind of was giving me that kind of level of polish that that red matter had you know with the lighting effects and stuff like that mm. and plus it looks like it's got like a puzzle kind of vibe to it so I'm, I'm thinking i might dig this one even though i'm not a massive uh doctor who
1: fan so i'm intrigued with this one for sure here in belgium i'm i, I don't think we've i've ever seen or heard about it before up to like a couple of years ago and i was like oh everyone was like raving about it so i like, <laughs> I gave it a show and started watching like like the beginnings or something like that. And mm. I was like, why is this like, I, I, to me, it felt like a kid show. Um, I, I don't know anything about Doctor Who. I'm also, I, I mean, I don't know what I'm looking at in the trailer there. So I have literally no idea what this is about. This is so but weird. Um, I can't be the, like, as
2: the American Irish dude on here, I can't be the guy who's the most well-versed in Doctor Who. Is that true? I've only I watched like are. the first two seasons. And, uh, and then my wife is like, get rid of it.
1: She's like, but i don't Eric, like it. Eric is saying that it is a kid's show. It's so not it a kid's, a kid's
2: show. show. What
1: what? It's kid's show. If you want nightmares. You, yeah, exactly.
2: I <laughs> mean Dalek coming in your room at night and giving you the old fisty? I was, no, no. Like that.
1: <laughs> I didn't see that. Dalek much. is a
2: robot. And then there's like I, those <laughs> angel mannequins that cry and stuff. It's fucking weird.
0: <laughs> I don't but, ever remember hearing the Daleks doing that, but that, if you say so Zim him. They're a funny shape. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, let's move on before I get myself into more know, trouble. I know what you guys are talking about. Um, yeah, so... Uh, it's fine, it's fine. All right, um, next. Small title. You may have heard of it. This is Stormland. Uh, so Stormland is this kind of touted uh, AAA title that we've been waiting for from Insomniac Games, uh, who brought us many other beautiful VR titles. Uh, coming on the 14th of November, it's a single-player or co-op experience you can uh, experience on an alien world hosting lots of lush exotic life that'll eat you uh, I might add and there's uh, plenty of like robots and stuff like that the thing that really struck me about this game uh having toyed around with it at uh, PAX and Oculus uh, Connect and stuff uh the co-op is really solid I found that to be really interesting um it wasn't as uh co-op mandatory as I would have liked in other words you can play together but it didn't feel like it was designed for that um But the world itself is like really cool. The feeling of flying over the clouds is great. Ripping your arm off to upgrade it, fantastic. The grenades really feel impactful. I love a game with like powerful rocket launchers or grenades and this has that. So um, also the free roaming. It's like lots of games tout open world and then they don't feel like it. And I find that Stormland Mm -hmm. really does. Um, But the Mm -hmm. the thing that struck me the most from the game's description, which I don't know much about, and maybe one of you guys does, um, is they say, each week, the Stormland reveals new challenges set among never-before-seen peaks, ruins, strongholds, and caves, uh, nestled in an expansive cloudscape. And um, you can find new tech upgrades and stuff like that. And um, you could even, you know, push the limits of your own uh, robotic design. So that sounds really awesome. It reminds me of when Left for Dead kind like of Destiny or something like that. Well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go way back here now, because um, but Left for Dead Two when it went like content finished they published this thing where modifiers would come out and every week something was different and it really made the mm-hmm. game fun to play and it gave it this like nice uh lengthier tail. so irrespective of how much single player time you get out of the game i think this is a great concept and it really excites me so uh, also it allows you to play something new with your buddies right like 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 destiny as you were saying
0: yeah so, so um we're going to be talking more about it obviously next week i think we'll have a, a whole topic on it we'll talk about our thoughts on the game um but yeah there is, there is uh, cycling uh environments and content that happens every week which resets um so the landscape will change and your mission objectives will change how much content that will have in the end game who knows yeah. we we will only have to wait to find out uh but we can talk all about that uh next week but i think it's a really interesting concept and i, I hope it does work well. and
1: the the visual parody of the game like
0: oh yeah it's it looks so great.
1: beautiful if you have a a good graphics card, then yeah. you're gonna have a lot of fun in this. Uh, just gazing at the world that they've built. Yeah, yeah. And like it's from
0: just to touch on what you said, Zim. Like from my experience playing it at Oculus Connect and PAX, like um, when we played at the co-op mode at Oculus Connect, it was a shame that there was a missed opportunity there. I think with co-op specific actions. Like you'd both have to pull a lever at the same time, for example, or you'd have to like work an enemy from both angles. I think that's a missed opportunity. The
2: thing I did like, though, is it did have the recovery. um, So you could pick up your downed friend. uh, And I did like that. The thing I I found about Stormland when I played it um, most recently um, was the guns for me were way too easy to rip apart. And that control scheme, I hope they fix in the consumer builds because it was like you'd have the gun and you just like accidentally break it apart. Like, oh shit, I was playing with yeah, two the- wood. And like, I went through like four guns trying to find a gun that had ammo in it. And um, yeah, that was a bit disappointing. But I think it might also be that, you know, when you have 30 minutes with a game and you're kind of rushing to play it, maybe it's yeah, just...
1: I, I had the same problem. I actually like, uh, I encountered my first enemy uh, at, uh, I think it was at Oculus Connect. And then... I pulled out my guns, but while I pulled them out, like pulled them apart. And in yeah. the end, I had no gun left and I just died. And the guy was like, oh, interesting. I didn't know you could die in a demo. And I was like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But the, um, the multi-mode yeah. guns, just to reflect on that a little bit more, like you have a gun
2: and then it can be kind of like whatever, a shotgun, and you, like, pull it into, like, a longer mode. I forget how you switch between the modes, but the guns being multimodal remind me of the difference between kind of Quake and Unreal Tournament way back when I started playing FPSs, and it was, like, really
0: satisfying to have that. So they've got some really
2: nice stuff in there.
0: So it's basically if you you dual grip it, then it it transforms into a a different type of weapon. Which feels... Which feels awesome. Feels yeah, fantastic. But of course, we're going to be talking way, 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 way more. About this. <laughs> Mike's like, I want to say more. I can
2: tell. Um, next. Week. Okay, so let's uh, let's move on to the next one. So this is number four and five, in case you're tracking it. Um, so sorry, Stormland. Just in case you're like reaching around the penny pocket of your jacket, uh, twenty nine ninety nine in pounds. So it'll probably be thirty five dollars or something like that. Uh, that's landing on the fourteenth of November. Next. Failspace. Uh, so, Failspace is um, an interesting co-op crisis VR simulator, and uh, I found this one <clears throat> to give me real from other Suns vibes. Uh, it's a four-player maximum, um, where you use your, your um, friendship and uh, multiplayer VR settings to pilot uh, a- and nurture a fragile spaceship through... The ever-changing dangers of space looks loads of fun to be honest. Um, what you can see in the in the trailer here is key codes being entered, sine waves being matched. Um, this is an early uh, kind of early preview of the game from pre-alpha footage. Couldn't find anything more recent. Um, but one of the interesting things is it's got co-op even with mobile, I think, and so you have this nifty akron like uh, multiplayer feature, which I think we touched on prior to the Akron time, so they might have coined it first. I think they dropped that. You think they dropped the multiplayer bit? Uh, mobile, uh, yeah. Mobile. I, think they, dro- I so think they dropped that. PC only then. Yep. But anyway, a, a co-op game, like a co-op game, irrespective of how you play it, has a wonderful series of positive facets. I I love my co-op experiences. If you got people around who can play with you, it's these games like bring you more fun than almost anything else.
1: Yeah. It's, the art style is pretty cool, though. I, I like how it looks. It's, um, I saw that user ID in the chat also said that this feels like a rec room mode with awesome graphics, and I think that's a yeah. perfect description yeah. of how it looks. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. the
0: way I kind of think about it is like a Star Trek bridge crew, but for like idiots, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, which which sounds hmm. perfect for me, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, so to me, I'm it looks it looks a lot
2: one. like um, although it's got the. Uh, the 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 screen co-op um, it looks a lot like Space Team, which was recently announced, I think. Uh, yeah. As well, so Space Team I think was a three player maximum, and I think this is a four player maximum co-op. So need to get my Mike's <laughs> like thinking there as well because I'm like I think it was three. Might
0: have been. I know four. that Space Team was like kind of unveiled at EGX, wasn't it? Um, yeah, just
2: very recently. Yeah. Uh, was, that was that was why I was sad I wasn't able to make EGX this year.
1: Well, anyway. What was the price on this one?
2: Uh, what do I have on price here? I actually don't have a price for it. Um, hmm. It's coming out on the fourteenth of November. So if you can't play Stormland and you've got Oculus Home tears running down your face, then uh, look for Fail Space on Steam. Uh, that might just be because I didn't write down the price. I think it wasn't. Uh, I think it wasn't listed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next, the most surprising feature in my list. Um, I was I was absolutely like blown away by this even being announced. Now I'm going to run the 2015 trailer for Gollum. Gollum is finally (laughs) coming out, and no one said anything about it until now. (laughs) I don't know what the heck. They sneaking it in or something? I'm nervous about this because there's been like no publication of it. There's not a new trailer, and it's like what?
1: Five days away. Uh, I I did know about it, but it was from a a separate press release.
2: Yeah, but it's just weird. Under NDA, Um, which Yeah, no, so 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 it's it's weird that I've not seen nor heard about this uh, until this point and that there's not an active trailer. You can't even see, you can't even search for Gollum and find it on the PlayStation Store. Anyway, I got to play this. I think no, almost no one else has played this game. I have had a chance to actually play it and I would, I would liken it to um, Fisherman's Tale. Uh, the beginning of this game was very much like Fisherman's Tale. You start off in a bed, uh, this woman who has like, I think she's got broken legs or something like that, and then you turn very quickly into this small little Gollum creature who goes battles some rats and then and then after a while you transform and all of a sudden you're full size and you're actually you know, defeating things in the same way you would in other kind of combat arena battle type games. So specifically designed for PlayStation VR for um, from the ground up by Highwire Games. Uh, this is landing. It's going to be costing 34.99. So it is a large uh, or heavy price game. Uh, so it's being launched as like a call a dual dual A. Um, but what you get to do in it, you get to take on the role of Twine, an adventurous kid who's been left critically injured by a serious accident. I had no idea it was a kid. I thought it was a, like a woman of like 23, 24 years old.
0: Well, you can't leave your bed. That's what they always say in court,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, this episode. Holy cow. Anyway, uh, you get the ability to create large golems uh, and see through the world through their eyes. So it's kind of this whole uh, vicarious control mechanism. I love Rowdy's face right now. He is literally melting into a puddle. I'm sorry. If you are listening to the audio version of this podcast, why have you not checked out the live version on YouTube? Come see us on a Saturday if you can. Um, <laughs> so there's going to be intense combat and stuff. The thing is, just to give you the, the short story, I was playing at PAX, got started from the bed, worked my way down. It was very, as I said, fisherman's tale. Look that game up if you don't know what it's like. You go to under, under, underground uh, with some like rats running around. It was like real eerie. And then it transitioned you to outside, and there was a combat bit with the golem. And then all of a sudden it was like my hands were like floating or something and I couldn't grab the sword and it looked badass. But then after I gave them that feedback and they realized the game, the game demo was kind of broken, Sony pulled it from the floor. And then, so no one else got to play it. I feel bad for those at PAX East who were looking to play in Gollum and they made it another station, I think for Rick and Morty. Uh, so sorry uh, about that. Uh, it was cool to play. And I, I think, you know, <laughs> my my initial impressions from that demonstration are, I am interested in in, in playing this on, mm. on PlayStation. I think it'll do a good title. Um, and it's great that it's launching, you know, around the same time. So 15th of November. So when you've got like Fail Space on Steam and Storm Land on, on, on Rift, well, PlayStation,
1: you know, they're they're getting something too. I, I do wonder though, if this game like, you know, can like withstand like, you know, the time. The hype. The, the, the time the, hype. The three,
2: yeah, four t- years. I mean,
1: 2015 is a, is a <laughs> long time. I, yeah. I wonder if the... I mean the concept is still cool, but it's it's not as new and as yeah like fresh as it was back then since mm-hmm. there's been a lot out since then, and a lot of stuff has been done very well as well yeah so i i do I do wonder if this game can still like stand on its own mm-hmm. as it would have if it would have released back then. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry Eric in chat he's like
2: Zim ruined by PAX East experience the two games I wanted to try he reported as broken Gollum and Five Nights at Freddy's <laughs> I, I, I didn't report Five Nights at Freddy's they got pulled as well Eric I didn't know that uh, but so those are one of the five games quick recap Into the Radius um, 23 quid Doctor Who didn't catch a cost for that uh, Stormland launching for about 30, 30 pounds Uh, Failspace and Gollum, Gollum with a £35 price tag. And I agree with Rowdy, if they haven't really delivered on the story and the polish, I think people will feel like, maybe I could get more for my money with something else. I mean, there's things with like Astrobot Fisherman's Tale, there's there's loads Mm. of moss. All these games have delivered uh, amazing quality. The last point I'll mention, uh, thanks for Mike for the tip, uh, because I love shell games. I expected to die has a new DLC, just... Coming out and uh, look forward to that. I think that's going to be a fantastic finale. This is the final piece. So they're finally putting a bow on their uh, much-loved VR project. If you haven't checked it out, it is definitely one of the best, uh, I guess I can call it a room escape game uh, that there is. They do a great job of interactivity. Everything you want to do, you can do in that environment. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah. I think the final DLC isn't coming out this week. It's coming out the following week. Yeah, so it's Uh, not out yet. Exactly, yeah. yeah. We'll we'll remind you again next week. Of course. And so with that, that's the end of the releases this week. If
2: I missed anything and there's anything else you want chat to know, then please uh, do comment and drop us another remark in the comments. All right, back to you, Michael.
0: Nice one. Um, So the main topic this week is, of course about Boneworks um, because yesterday the developer Brandon Latch uh, from Stress Level Zero uh, announced on Twitter uh, that the game is going to be releasing on the 10th of December so really not that long to wait now you know just four more weeks to wait and we get to play it ourselves uh, and alongside that announcement they also launched a brand new trailer for the game that which no doubt we're going to be playing now for you to check out um, but for those of you that have kind of been living under a rock and you don't know what Boneworks is all about well it's a, a narrative VR action adventure using advanced experimental physics mechanics. And that's that's true because like if you look at any of the footage of Boneworks, it looks very different from really anything else in VR with this kind of unique uh, hand interactions. And I think some of that is due to them using the Valve Index controllers with the individual finger tracking. So you kind of have that, that, that moment in, in one of the trailers where he's kind of like sliding his fingers up and down a crowbar sort of Gordon Freeman-esque, um, which looks incredible. And I think because of the absence of Valve making you know, a, a, a Half-Life game in VR themselves, this has kind of got everyone hyped and everyone's kind of pinning their hopes and dreams of like a Half-Life VR game on this. So it's definitely got everyone excited I really do hope they can live up to the hype because I, I really want it to because it, it does look incredible and all indications so far are suggesting that it will because stress level zero you know they're they're established developers in the VR scene you know they made duck season they made hover junkers so they've got a lot of experience in the VR space and um, and they love guns and they, they've really put a lot of that that sort of like passion and love for making it look you know weapon handling and and and, and that kind of physicality in the game as well. So um, the kind of idea of Boneworks is that you're going to kind of be dynamically navigating through environments, engaging in physics, physics, heavy combat, and also creatively approaching physics based puzzles. So when you kind of look at these kind of physics combat elements and the physics puzzles, it really gives me that kind of takes me back to when Half-Life 2 was like being teased. And I don't know if you guys remember that, but there was all these kind of like videos of like the kind of underlying tech about the physics engine that they were using. Yeah. And it was like using the um, the anti-gravity gun to kind of like, um, you know, move objects around that collide with other objects and then like wood would like splinter and it's really like taking me straight back to that sort of time and making me really excited about the kind of physics uh, based mechanics that they're putting into this game it was so long ago can <laughs> you
2: realize how oh. long ago
0: that was like 2004 or something wasn't it oh my god yeah I'm showing my age yeah it was a long time ago yeah. but I was like super hyped then and I'm super hyped now uh, same sort of levels for this and I really hope it does pay off Although, um,
1: like I, I, I am a bit worried that it's nothing more than that. Like, um, I mean, I think that it's really cool, the physics engine that they are using. But as soon as I see it, I'm like, okay, this is really cool to try. You know, I I really want to experience this. But my immediate thought after that would be like, are they going to make this engine available for other games to use so that we will have other games that are You know story driven or like this that will be implementing this into their game because i don't i mean i've I've played duck season i've played hover junker and neither of those games have a i mean yeah duck season has a storyline but it's not all too great like i'm wondering like is there more to this game than just the the physics engine yeah, of course. So, so there is a story
0: to it. Um, it is going to be a story driven experience. And apparently the kind of premise of the story is that you're going to be exploring the inner workings of the monogun industry's artificial intelligence operating system called Myth OS. So that would kind of explain, you know, if you're inside an operating system that you're fighting these kind of po- polygonal enemies you know it's tried, um, basically yeah, it's k- yeah kind <laughs> of yeah so so that's kind of like the premise of it um, it is more than just like a kind of an open world sandbox that you're kind of describing uh, but I do think you're you, you're onto a bit of a winner there in terms of what Stress level zero could do to really monopolize the amount of effort and work put yeah. into this game is sell the engine uh, to other people because that's what Valve did. They did they did that with the Source engine. You know, they they, they is... licensed it out, which would be super smart of them.
2: I, I, I this is this is all when that trailer ran, um, the new one. That's all I could think of was I want to see the mod community do something with this game. Yeah. I want mm. I want the myriad hundred different combinations that they can come up with, not just what these guys are going to deliver us, you know? So, I mean, when, when Raddy's talking about that, it's like that That just makes me so interested. Now, whether or not that's a sell the engine or it's an open up a toolkit that allows people to mod and, and support mods actively, I would encourage them to do that. And if they're not already planning it, I'd be surprised. But
1: they've, they've I think said, it's one of those games that is like, once you've tried it, you're going to want every other game to be yeah. like this as well. So, yeah. I mean, I do think, I, I, I'm convinced that this is a step in the right direction, especially for virtual reality. But I hope that this, you know, is taken to the next level as well, that other games will start doing this as well and giving it their touch and giving it their kind of stuff to it. Because let, let's be fair, like we've had the Oculus controllers for so long and not really much has been done with the hand movement, say for Vertigo 2, which did it brilliantly. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that kind of technology has been there already for quite a while, but has not re- really been monopolized or like used really in mm. terms of, uh, of, of what they actually can do. It's only since like the Index Controller, which of course can do even more, but it's not that much more that the Oculus Controller is completely left behind, I think. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely interested in it, but I'm more interested in to see what happens after Boneworks yeah. rather than specifically Boneworks only.
0: Yeah. So they've said that um, they're not going to be supporting mods at launch, um, but I think like you said, it would be wise of them to kind of open that up to the community a little bit and see what happens, see what comes out of that. Because that's kind of like how Counter-Strike came about, wasn't it? You know, that, that was kind of like a, a mod um, and and those other sort of games. So, and Team Fortress and that kind of thing, And look, I think at, stemmed from mods.
2: And look at, look at the games that are getting played still today. You know, I was looking at um, Steam most played games and, you know, there was Beat Saber up there and a few other titles and like Pavlov is in the top three or four, like always, why? Because they took a model that is Counter Strike, which was you know hitting the top players in Steam until League of Legends came along for at least ten years, um, and they just VRified it. And it's like mm. if you can do that, if you can take a hit from before and bring it into VR, it's almost like you're you know already backing a golden horse. And I wonder if <clears throat> if they're really able to do that with Boneworks because Boneworks to be honest is like they brought Half-Life forward into VR and added their own flair to it and with that it'll mm-hmm. they, probably be very well received and popular. Yeah I
1: also think I think it's one of those titles or, or like like we see now like the the trailers that we see is it's one of those trailers that can really sell virtual reality
2: because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm.
1: a hard part of like selling virtual reality is making people understand how it feels or how it how it is to be in that VR game but if you see the amount of physical interaction that they have in that game or like the amount of things that you can do, which is there's just no way that you can do that in a in a pancake title. That's just that's just impossible because you don't mm-hmm. have those physical interactions. And I think that game like Boneworks, the trailers at least, show that very, very well. The amount of interaction that is there with your environment. Everything mm-hmm. you can grab, you can hook on to everything like you would in the real world. And I think that is a real selling point for VR because people see that and I think people immediately understand and make the link, okay, so so that is what virtual reality is about. It's yeah. actually like like how we live here.
0: I totally agree because there's nothing more immersion breaking in a, in a VR game when you see an object that you want to pick up and mess around with and then it's fixed yeah. to a table and you can't interact with you, you, you can't you, pick you it up. Yeah, or you, you through clip, wall, clip through it. Where, you- whereas... <laughs> in boneworks it does it does seem that everything in the environment is is fair game you're going to be able to interact with it in some way shape or form and mm-hmm. i think you know graphically i think it looks great and i think you know a lot of the, uh, the other thing i really want to highlight is the sound design like if you listen to this game like when mm-hmm. when they they're shooting the rounds off a bit like in the new call of duty game which you know i really enjoyed as well i thought it had excellent sound design in that as well like when you're firing weapons there's a couple of like milliseconds delay and then you can hear the shells like bouncing on the floor you know, It's that kind of little attention to detail that really adds to the whole experience. And particularly with the Index, with that amazing audio solution, I think it's they going to be great. They also
2: did, I understand, I think I saw a video of Brandon, maybe more than a year ago, talking about, I think it was a more hollow sound as you get further down the mag mm. to give you that inherent feeling like, I'm about to run out of ammo.
0: That's amazing.
2: Like And and yeah, the thing is, these guys, as we've talked about before, they're, they're production specialists. Like They know what mm. makes... Uh, a good special effect versus one that and isn't. That's VR both gamers. audio and
1: video. And they're mm-hmm. VR gamers, right? They're so VR, so they, they know what works and what doesn't work. We've, we've said on the show already yeah. a couple of times that a large part of the immersion is indeed audio. Like if you do audio right, you're on such a winner because it works mm. a little bit more subconsciously. It, mm-hmm. it gets you immersed. Uh, Also, I want to say that the the winner for the comment of the day goes to D136OVR, who says, there will also be a Not Safe for Work sequel called Bono Works. I mean, (laughs) using that (laughs) (laughs) physics engine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just love how Not Safe for Work this episode has become. (laughs) (laughs) Please come back to us, Nathy. We need our five-year-old playing with sound bites. Please, (laughs) please.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You bring us down I'm I'm super hyped for this game, and um, you know you don't have to have a Valve Index to enjoy this game. You it will be playable on other PC VR headsets, so it's going to work on the on the Vive, the Rift, and Windows MR headsets as well, Uh, and it will work with those respective controllers. Like you know when we played Vertigo Two. Like you said, Sim, you had a great experience uh, with the Oculus Touch controllers, even though yeah. you know primarily it was probably designed to be played with the Index controllers in mind. Uh, and I'm sure it's going to be the same deal with Boneworks. Um, it's also worth mentioning that the Quest version of Boneworks, uh, which is called Project 4, mm. which was kind of teased back at Oculus Connect 6, um, that is still coming, but it's not going to be dropping at the same time. It's going to be coming later, uh, probably sometime in 2020. Mm. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's like... Um, a prequel or a different story that kind of runs in parallel with this experience yeah. on PC.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: No, I mean, I think that's going to be cool too. I mean, it's just yeah, we've seen what Robo yeah. Recall could did.
0: So, yeah, absolutely. Are people hyped in the chat for for BoneWorks as well? Yeah,
1: I've seen a lot of people say that they're very hyped about like just it releasing and uh, yeah. just getting their hands on it. I saw simply Chris. Say that he was uh, stoked for Bono Works. Uh, bone works. <laughs> <laughs> But I think, you know, um, like if you think about it this year, we've kind of been, especially like
0: nearer to the end of the year, we've kind of been spoiled for choice a little bit, you know, with Asgard's Wrath. Yeah. This game coming soon, we've
1: got Stormland. Which as is well. funny because in the beginning of the year, we yeah. were a little bit like, you know, what, where is everything? Is where where is are we everything? going? Yeah, where, what's the pipeline? Yeah.
2: Well, <laughs> what's coming for us?
1: Yeah. Almost not, not being able to keep up. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't keep up. Especially. Straight.
2: You know, but you have to kind of just choose. This is the thing that I've been doing. It's just like pick a game and be like just just saturate yourself in it for a bit. That's what yeah. I did with here. because if you're the thing I have to say to anyone who's a gamer, especially if you're a content creator as well, allow yourself the like short holiday to actually enjoy a game.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, if you yeah. find
2: one that you're really enjoying, um, just go into it. Like lose yourself in it for a bit because it, mm-hmm. it, nothing feels better and nothing I think repairs your gamer soul than –
0: being able to do that, and I did not expect it to come from Gadgeteer. I'll be honest, but I got. That I, love from that. I, lo- I love that. I love that. But yeah, you, you're totally right. Because like, as content creators, sometimes you're just bouncing from one game to the next, and you're playing like maybe you know <laughs> three hours of a game, and then moving on to the next one. You, you generally don't get to finish many, but many yeah. of the games. But certainly, I tend to try to complete a game and then move on. But it, it is difficult sometimes, especially when things are stacking up. To um, not mention shadow point mike it's a
2: sore spot for me yeah did you ever finish it i said do not mention it mike <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'll try to finish it this year i'll try I'll you try. should you should I, re- I remember i remember the pendulum one wait i'm ready music. now
2: i'm beating gadgeteer i can beat that bloody puzzle i can beat that
0: gravity puzzle now good luck <laughs> um, so yeah that is boneworks super hyped for it coming on the 10th of no uh 10th of december for all PC VR headsets and then Quest next year. Um, But I thought we'd kind of round up the end of the show. Like we've been doing like two hour long episodes just recently, um, (laughs) which is kind of crazy. Really, it's almost become the standard. Um, We'll we'll try to go back a little bit to kind of like the hour and 20 minutes, hour and a half episodes. Um, But I thought it'd kind of be fun this week if we did something a little bit different and just kind of rounded up the show with a bit of an open Q&A. so, you know, if you've got any questions about us uh, or the show or VR or anything that we've talked about on today's episode or even stuff that maybe we tried at OC6, like Oculus Link, for example, or anything mm. like that, chuck them in the comments now and we'll some, read out some of the best ones um, and uh, have a bit of fun with it. Does this allow for us to ask each other questions? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Awesome, awesome. You, you got you got a little cheeky question <clears throat> boiling boiling up inside.
2: Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I always got a little cheeky question. Let me think about it for a minute. I want to see what I get. I give I give, um, give chat the first uh, the first sure. go here. So. I've
0: got a question for Rowdy. Actually, I was meant to ask him this earlier about Pistol oh, yeah. Whip because he, he recorded an MR video using Live, right?
2: Yes.
0: Um, but we should maybe explain some of the magic behind that video because a bit like my video, you did it from different angles right mm. maybe you can explain a little bit how you kind of achieve that tell us your magic yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> give away all my secrets <laughs> <laughs> now um it, it was bloody hard though to do it i'm not i'm not gonna lie like uh mainly because i played it on heart i played every every level i did i think on no i played one on normal and that was the, the one that was using the most angles because i could reiterate it like a couple of times and it actually finished the level well, on heart the moments that I finished levels were a lot uh, less, just a lot less. What I also did was huh. I did like a, a run in in space, like I I kept in the same place, but I was like bobbing up and down so the amount of energy that you that you use during such a playstation is <laughs> incredibly incredibly long i also wore this haptic vessel so i was bloody hard in there as well uh, so it wasn't the most comfortable recording that i've done so far um but what i did for the video with the most amount of angles is i think i used a different of five different angles um, and then i would sync up the audio afterwards so what i would do is um i would use a uh, one of the songs, I would first record the first-person view, mm-hmm. uh, just record it as I, as I regularly do, finish the level. Then I would uh, turn on live, use the mixed reality, use my, my good camera, use the green screen behind me, and then uh, record myself in the first angular position. And then afterwards, I would rotate my Steam uh, play space, for example, uh, 90 degrees. or okay, like, I hour. think I did it 90 degrees each. Um, so I re- rotated at 90 degrees and then recorded myself from the, the side view with the same, uh, the same song, same song. Then I rotated another 90 degrees. So I had the back position as well, another 90 degrees to get the, uh, I first wanted to do it by 25 degrees. So I would get like a really nice, like, uh, round. Is- but it was just like, because I was already late with releasing my video. I didn't really have the time to do that because I'm telling you, this is like Two, two three hours of like recording in order to get it right, because I did it on hard. And every time I failed, I had to start over. Mm-hmm. So it was like I was proper sweating <laughs> during the week. And then um, eventually I got all the tracks together for three different songs. And what I then did was I tried to edit it in such a way that it would look cool as well. Like uh, I would try to edit it with the beat. I tried to stay while running to be on the beat as much as possible which was also not an easy task because you need to focus on so many things. Um, but that was, a, that was a lot of, I had a lot of fun recording that though and even more fun editing it because you can do some really cool stuff mm-hmm. and you can do like some swirls and like some, some behind the back shooting and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, yeah. Had, I had a lot of fun doing that.
0: Yeah, yeah. but that, that's, that's exactly how it works. Like, you know, you, you, you end up watching these videos and I did something similar to mine, although I don't think I did as many camera angles as you did um, because it is so time consuming, but you kind of, you basically play through the level like five times, five or six t- times, all from the different angles, and then you just stitch it up in post with, with with the audio tracks. The difficult thing with pistol width, though, is because your pistol firing is different in each playthrough at different times. So you've also got to sync up the, the 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 audio track with the, the different audio tracks, and make sure you switch to the different audio track mm-hmm. when you're cutting to the different cameras as well. Otherwise, yeah. the pistol shooting won't be in sync. Yeah, so yeah, it, that, that's it, the hardest. It's very time also because yeah. when
1: you when you play on hard, you never do exactly the same kind of thing because sometimes you go mm-hmm. offbeat. Or you get like the, 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 so you need to like watch every video like like at least like fifteen times in order to identify which is like the the right kind of thing to put where, and then see that it all matches up. So yeah. it it is not an easy an easy thing to do. I'm not going to lie about that. It does look yeah. super cool, though. So it, I think I was it's worth the fun. payoff. But fun. I just thought it'd be kind of
0: interesting to give people a
1: little peek behind the scenes of what it's like to
0: maybe record a video like that.
2: One yeah. of the questions was, what was the total time, would you say, it took you to composite the whole thing? Not only just capturing it, but obviously putting the video together.
1: The, the entire video capturing yeah. and? Yep. And then how much effort? <clears throat> Probably for me, like eight or nine hours. No. For me, at least Maybe. double of that. At least double. Yeah. Sixteen to twenty, I would say. It's just because Rad sucks at the game.
0: <laughs> I saw
1: that I saw that video and I was like, I just sat there, I was like,
2: like knowing how it all works, and I was like, that's effing complicated. Yeah, I can just it's... tell. But you you walking us through it just makes me feel that pain. It's great. But it's good. Yeah. yeah I mean, it you, was, well you turned amazing. out both of you. Uh, amazing videos. So
1: thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had a, a question from uh, Chad as well. What, what genre of gaming do you think is still missing or lacking in VR? Coming from uh, Chris Colbert on Facebook.
2: Uh, the genre that's missing in VR. I think I said it a little bit with Into the Radius, but like, for me, a um, more of an open world survival type game. That, mm-hmm. Like multiplayer, not single player. Um, is one. Because mm. I used to be a big fan of DayZ and I like that kind of thing. Just like something really, really ballsy and hard, but multiplayer. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And for me, I think, you know, like I'm I'm a massive fan of The Division, like the Ubisoft game. Mm. Uh, So basically you play the single player and then it opens up into the end game. Uh, They refer to that as the end game state. And basically you can do whatever you want there. It's like an open world. You can play multiplayer. You can play versus. You can just kind of survive if you want to. Mm. And that's the kind of game that I want. And that's why I'm so excited for Stormland in a way, because it offers that end game Mm. content that is changing and it's got multiplayer and you can explore and you can upgrade and stuff like that. So um, that kind of game, I don't think there's many other games in the VR space that does it. And that's why I've been so excited for Stormland for so long.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think for me, I think it's the thing I said in the beginning, uh, I would like to get like some kind of like superpower uh, game, uh, not like Marvel Powers United, of course, but something more... Um, <laughs> Like infamous, like prototype, something where I I don't want to necessarily like a Spider-Man game, although I would think it would be awesome, but Mm -hmm. something more like overpowered, you know, where you're like, like prototype or like, uh, like what I'm playing now with, uh, with control, like something where you, you literally feel like, holy heck, like don't mess with me or I'll, I want, I want want there to be a, a
2: thing that you have in your palms that you strap there that's like a heat pack that activates when you have your force power like coming up, so you feel the warmth of oh, the- yeah. Like, <laughs> and you're like, and you feel the heat, you know? Wouldn't it be awesome to like go to like, like cast a fireball and you just like feel it in your palms, I just, I would love but, that.
1: But I love those kind of movies as well, where they show like, you know, there's regular people that through some kind of like accident, they get yeah. like these like, You know superpowers and they don't know if they need to do good or bad with it like a lot a lot like recently there's been a lot of movies coming out about like people who get these kind of powers and then like start like messing up or like doing wrong things with it which i think is a really cool concept yeah like
0: like like venom you know like a venom vr game and i think you know that would be the thing that would excite me is is living through the transition because Mm -hmm. a lot of like superpower games in vr you just start with those superpowers and like mm-hmm. you say you, you don't get to experience what it's like to be the normal person and yeah, then no. obtain them well, and then but slowly I learn how to mm-hmm. to use them or, or Recently, I don't
1: want... there was this one video as well uh this one movie with a kid that had like certain kind of superpowers but it was kind of like the concept like what if superman was like evil uh mm. i i don't i forgot the name of the the the, the chat will probably uh, uh, remind me what it is. I'll, I'll I'll tell her which one it is. But it's about a kid that gets these kind of well, that is like an alien and it's like you know superpowers and that kind of bright board. Simply, Chris got it already.
0: Huh. Uh,
1: I think a concept like that would be really cool. Or maybe like the
0: boys, you know, the boys. I already got into that yeah. TV show yeah. where, where the super hair, the Superman character is like a real I, douche. But, but like the boys, I and um, I know comic book
2: fans are going to hate me for this comment, but I I want like the boys. I want them to not be mainstream ip like well-known characters i want a superhero experience where it's unexpected what's mm-hmm. going to happen what the powers yeah. are what the plot because like everything now in the marvel and dc universes is like so overused i yeah. want some mm-hmm. new stuff like whatever it yeah. is i don't care if the person can pump peanut butter out of their thumbs or something but just yeah. give me something different um don't give them speaking, any ids speaking of food we got to move questions because there's loads of questions here, and we can't just stick to ones we've asked each other either. Eric Hartley asked, love this one, what did you all have for lunch today? Spaghetti. I had a cream cheese bagel. I've got the the lamest of the three. I had six heated up fish sticks on a plate.
0: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) It was a quick fish, oh, fish right. sticks, fish sticks. <laughs> oh, don't fish even
2: start that. Don't even start. That, that was a there was a whole South Park episode.
0: That
1: one. There was. It was genius. Oh my god! But just
0: quickly going back, because there's one thing I want to say uh, about Dude. like uh, a favorite sort of idea of a game. And I've always sort of said this, and I probably said it before on the podcast as well. But yes. I'm a huge fan of RoboCop. I love I love the movie, the yeah. original movie. The others were a bit crap. But um, I would love a VR game where you start as Alex Murphy, like as a police officer, just going to like normal jobs. And then you get, like, completely murdered, like, blown to pieces, and you experience that, which would be kind of harrowing, I think, but would be awesome in a way. And then as you're being, like, worked on and upgraded and being built into this, like, machine, you can actually look down and see all that happening. And then you become, like, Robocop. I think that would just be such I do think that's a great idea. And actually, I've only ever had
2: probably one or two VR titles, Resident Evil being one. um, But then there was this weird Halloween one where, like, you get murdered, like you get an ax in your chest. And it, mm. it's a really weird, like phantom limb feeling of like, like there's something in your brain goes, not good, you know? And it's like, you should, you're probably not feeling it because it's horribly painful or something. Like, there's this weird switch that yeah. goes in your head. So I think that would work very well. Um,
1: we have another question uh, from a uh, DRGE saying, uh, Zimtok5, do you like putting fish sticks in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> okay. Uh, on Twitch we have parachutes uh, asking which VR games or experiences have been the most breathtaking so far.
0: For me, uh Asgard's Wrath just recently, like, the game is just so beautiful. Um you know, when you're in god mode and you're overlooking this like landscape, it is is so detailed, so well done that I think it's that's special. probably the most the most breathtaking um, experience. Uh, me, I think re-care.
1: it's uh, it's actually Stormlands. I think that one is uh, the most breathtaking. Mm. The scenes that I've already seen, so beautiful. Go on then, Zim. So what, uh, about your... what you were saying about the ending
0: of Asgard's Wrath? Uh, this, le- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What what's, what's your sort of most breathtaking VR experience?
2: Like true breathtaking, I think I'd have to go with this is an old one now. 2014 uh, Alien Isolation. Uh, I was under this hospital gurney, and the the alien was like hunting me down, and um, and then it and then it fecked off down the corridor, and I was like, oh, thank God, and I breathed a sigh of relief, and then it charged back to me, pulled me out, and like stuck its thing through my face, and I was like, oh! I was like shaking after it. Um, that, that really took my breath away.
1: Yeah? I can't nice. believe that nobody made the Keanu Reeves joke. Like you're breathtaking. <laughs> you're breathtaking. All right. <laughs> that was some... When was that on stage?
2: Sometime this year, right? Yeah, yeah it for, was. Uh, yeah, I was called
1: again. Uh, uh, Cyberpunk. G- Cyberpunk. He's hilarious. Yeah.
2: That guy. Um, Genius. There's okay. Here's another related one. Uh, what game has given you an accidental bone works?
0: So I guess what game like really? <laughs> I, I, maybe I should do a game that didn't, but maybe was trying to. Yeah, do um, that. That's perfect. That's. Uh, and that was the b haptics vest uh, demo so, so B haptics they have this like haptic vest it's got like a bunch of different sensors in um, and it works in like Sorrento so when you hear like a when you have like a, a sword slash you you can feel the strike going across the oh. sensors which is really really cool uh, it's not as powerful as a sub pack but more precise but one of the demos they give you which is super weird in in, in the in the pack uh, is like a schoolgirl look looks like a schoolgirl anyway uh, kind of just poking you or like
1: giving you a hug and it is just so uncomfortable no, no, no Mike no no wait I'm gonna stop you right there because I played that same one as well she is just not she's not only poking you because at a certain oh, yeah. point she, she gets a she, she reaches out. in yeah, her pocket I, no I remember this and she brings out a vibrator and I'm yeah, like it's, it is super weird that is kind of weird it, and she goes like next to you do you feel this like uh, I'm like yeah. oh, I don't know if I'm comfortable playing this like exactly it was super weird like i was
0: super uncomfortable <laughs> playing it but i think if, if there was a game that was supposed to give me a bone works then that was probably the I, one i, I did but make a video it on it work. though
1: so if, if people yeah. like don't want to get the fbi knocking on their door you can go watch that Sw- swat <laughs> SWAT teams <laughs> dropping down
0: <laughs> yeah but yeah that that was that was strange that was that was really strange yeah, yeah i remember but i know that. i know like people like Cass and Cherry, they played that what is it um the girlfriend one that uh K- Keno- kenojo Kanojo, like, like there's 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 experiences out there. Oh, well,
1: there's loads. Uh, Steve, if you're into that go to Steve. Thing. Yeah, you, you've heard, Sim. You've
2: heard.
0: I've yeah. heard and seen. He- heard through the grapevine.
2: Uh, Kevin <laughs> says, "I'd like to know what Mike's relationship with HTC is. Like now, after he trashed the headset they sent
0: him, do you think you'll be getting any more?" Um, I think I think to be fair to them and anyone else that that provides free hardware or products is that they just respect your opinion um, and you kind of get to a place where people are like fair enough and 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 generally speaking I'm pretty balanced in my criticism you know like I don't just rip something apart I'm normally like okay but this this side of it was kind of good or I like this part of it so I, I, I kind of think like to think that I kind of give some constructive feedback yeah. I, I just wish with htc in that scenario that they would have given us access earlier Early. and we could have just given them this feedback earlier privately which again i've offered game developers and the hardware de- uh, manufacturers the same opportunity in the past as well um because now i understand that they're getting to a point where the cosmos is like a kind of a viable product but you know, even Kes and Cherry said in their most recent video, which I watched, which was really good, sort of revisit of the cosmos the they st- the video
2: they did. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they
0: still wouldn't recommend it, um, and I think you know it's great of them to to be honest like that. But I think to be honest, like the thing is, and if, if you're not honest to your audience, because it, it's really your audience that is the most important part of all this. If you're not honest to them about your experience, then you you have no value. You have nothing to offer. And, and people will just think that, you know, you're a yes man or you, you, you know, you enjoy everything. And, and that's not good for them either. Cause really you're advising them as a consumer, what is worth their time and money.
1: Yeah. And yeah. it's,
0: it's an important role that I think we both, we, we all take very seriously.
1: Um, yeah. it's, it's never, it's never anything like personal. Like no. It's just, we all want the best for virtual reality and we have our own opinions and that yeah. therefore is not like the ultimate and only opinion out there. But of course, I think it's fair to be critical. And if you don't agree with something, I think you should be able to to voice that opinion and uh, yeah. they can take it to heart or say, no, you, you don't know anything about it. So shut up. Yeah,
0: um, and, and and to be clear, like as much as like we enjoy, you know, getting free hardware or, or, or free products, you know, if it if it came to a point like HTC, or like you know, we're not going to send you anything anymore. I, I would have bought it myself anyway. Do you know what I mean? To, to get the information out there, so it's kind of in their best interest to kind of work with us in that sense. Yeah.
2: And speaking of blood-sucking vampires, um, <laughs> 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 gotta love that segue. Uh, I think um, just responding back to one of the earlier questions about like you know what what two D <clears throat> game would you want in VR? I'm actually going to go to the point where uh, what. Mike almost has already answered this. What like TV show would you want to be turned into VR? And to me, I think what they, what we do in the shadows. Is that the name of the title? The vampire one, what they Mm -hmm. do in the shadows, um, which is like three or four guys in a flat who are all vampires. And they're kind of like fledgling vampires, not really good at it, but it's all about their relationship together. Almost if you took like the bridge crew pattern and took that, so like what you've got to do as a vampire to stay alive and sustain, uh, I thought would be a really fun thing to bring to VR. I haven't seen anything since like I don't know, Vampire the Masquerade or something like I, that. But. I'd have to say, play
1: as. I mean, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Stranger Things. I've only seen like the first season really, mm. and haven't really seen that much of the second season. But I would love to play as like Eleven in Stranger mm. Things in a VR series. Mm. That Whoa. would be awesome. <laughs> Again, going back to that superhero like kind of thing. Um, yeah, I'd love yeah. to do that. Because Supernatural and and that kind of horror
0: works so well in VR as well. So yeah, I I would be totally down for a Stranger Things VR experience,
1: Mm -hmm. for sure. We got another question from uh, Chris Colbert on Facebook asking, uh, do you think VR game pricing is getting it right? There's always a raging debate online about games being overpriced based on length. So I think he rather means like the software, not Mm -hmm. the hardware. I think we said already a couple of times that we think that, the hardware especially oculus is a little bit underpriced which is mm. therefore making it so hard for the competition in mm-hmm. order to uh, to release headsets that seem overpriced but are probably uh, actually So price-wise. we're talking hardware not software? No, I think we we I think he means software because he's yeah. uh, saying that games being overpriced based on length. Ah. I, I think it's, it's such a difficult thing um you know, to to to
0: judge sometimes, and generally speaking, I don't judge a game on its price or length. Same. I gen I generally just focus on the quality of the experience because I think if it's a quality experience, it's kind of almost irrelevant what price it will be, as long as it's not ridiculous. Um, so that's kind of my stance on it, really.
2: Yeah, um, it's funny, Mike, that we're in the same boat there. But like, my wife and I sat down some three, four years ago and said, like, what makes a really good VR game? Two of the things we concluded in that was we're going to take. The length of the game and the price of the game out of the equation because the way I see yeah. that is those are just like um, inhibitors, uh, really. Because it's like, do I have the money in my wallet? Do I have the time in my life? You know, mm. and yeah. and actually, uh, a really short, really well put together, cohesive experience with great audio and visuals or story or whatever. It impacts you and like gives you that great immersive flavor. I think that any day over a thirty-hour kind of shaky multiplayer title. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I hate to call the guys out after I said that, but like Orbis, I'm never going to get a chance to sink into that. It might be a fantastic mm-hmm. title, but sometimes games are so long that if you're in our shoes, um, it doesn't offer the same value. If we were to again, if we if we buy that game and we you spend our two to six hours with it and then move on. It, we're not going to get the same value, and and if you're rating it on that basis, I think you'd be rating it unfairly as well. You know,
1: mm-hmm. so I, I think a, a problem with the pricing is like as well. Okay. If you, I mean, if if you look at like PlayStation, um, the prices there are roughly always the same compared to like what they are on just PlayStation games. They're they're always a bit more expensive. Yeah. But I think what makes it more difficult in in VR is just that the it's not mainstream yet, mm-hmm. at least. So the amount of titles that a game can sell. Uh, the amount of copies that a game can sell is will always be lower compared to when, for example, it is a, a PC game. So in order to still turn a profit or in order to still make at least some money or break even, those games, those fewer copies will need yeah. to be sold at a higher price. And I think that is also a problem that is occurring now because we are early adopters still. You know, we're, It isn't mm-hmm. mainstream. Not everyone has a VR headset. Yeah. The amount of copies that are being sold is just less, which means that pushes the price up for a developer to, you know, be able to do it again or to like break yeah. even. Uh, so I think although, that is also something you need to keep in mind when you're buying a VR game that you're actually supporting a developer into making something next time yeah. as well.
0: And I think that the interesting caveat is that like both Zim mm-hmm. and I took a bit of a deep breath when he, you announced the price of that kind of uh, Strider looking game. Yeah. Uh, because and, it's, and that's only because I think it, it hurts an early access game if it's priced too high, because what was no. the uh, the the competitive kind of battle royale game that was priced too high and it just kind of like ended up dying a sort of a slow death. Um, um, so I think I think pricing is important as a developer that you get it at the right price point. But certainly from a reviewer's perspective, I don't think it it's it's that important. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I think the prices to, to the question and just to answer the direct question. I think pricing in VR is relatively fair right now um, mm. on desktop. And on standalone, I think PSVR is a little bit hot. I think it's a bit too hot for my liking. Like I'd rather, if if I sit down and I say, I want to buy five games on PC, I feel like it's fair, affordable. Five games on PlayStation, uh, you're breaking a hundred quid, you know, Mm -hmm. easy. And so uh, the thing they do to balance that out and big alarm bell here, the Black Friday deals that we've seen early uh, that are coming, like, that's the time on PlayStation to buy your stuff. Like, I think buying yeah. ad hoc on PlayStation is quite punitive. But if you're looking for a gem like, a, I don't know, like a Tetris effect or, you know, a Moss or something, picking it up for a five or a ten or a during a sale period is like the way to go on that system. Um, and exactly. then it's fair. But like, yeah. I think in general terms, if you're striking a price midway between like a mobile price, like a mobile game and like a PC game for VR, that seems to be
0: right. You know, unless you're proper AAA.
1: That's good advice. charge
0: full yeah. price yeah yeah uh i guess one more we'll take one more if there is a last one
1: uh i saw one from a nimsoni's uh let me just find it back um sure. he asked what do you think of an uh, an indie dev joining a bigger company indie like I, a single developer yeah or a small small time developer like, like
0: let, let's say let, let's take nimsoni as a good example okay yeah he's a, he, he's an indie he's an indie dev he's, indie dev, <laughs> he's dev, telling right? us
2: something here this is an early scoop yeah
0: if he gets acquired by someone like Insomniac or, you know, another team like that... Then he deserves
1: would, to burn and... <laughs> yeah, I, I,
0: I think it would be great because what yeah. he's done and, and what the kind of... Particularly the work that he's done is very innovative and, and he he kind of like... Does, he, he makes things quickly, like makes it things and, and then innovates and iterates on it. So, yeah. you know, like the whole climbing thing with the whole Spider-Man experience and mm. the Sonic the Hedgehog experience and the, the Mario one, like it, it's really fun and innovative. And I think certainly a lot of dev studios could benefit from something like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think it, 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 of course, depends on the indie dev studio or on the indie developer. Um, but And also on the big company, of course, um, and what he's going to be working on. But mostly, I'm the only thing I'm always a little bit afraid of is that a lot of those like indie devs are so great because they do whatever they like, yeah. and once they join a big company, they're a little bit more shackled, and they yeah. have to, you know, do the things that fit the company's ID. And sometimes I'm a bit worried if that like limits their creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it, it depends on it, of course, uh, on the situation. It's it, this is the point
2: that I wanted to make on this. So I think. Provided you're very explicit in your contractual agreement with the company, you don't have to be stifled. And that's Mm. the most important part. Because if you join a company who's going to be like, wraps you up, puts duct tape around your mouth, um, and you can't be the creative individual you've been all the way up to that point. I think about the creators of so many great indie VR hits. won't name anybody, Mm. but... I, you know, we've seen it with other people who've gone into uh, various jobs and creative s- sides and stuff. The person I'd like to f- call out actually is, is probably Frank who joined, PSVR Frank who joined um, uh, First Contact, you know, uh, and he's done a great job of like maintaining his voice and some presence in that space. And he's doing that now on behalf of a company who they've obviously seen kind of eye to eye, and if you've got that bond, great. And if that makes you happy, fantastic. The thing I think you have to be really careful of, just as an individual developer is, you know, look at that very carefully. Like, are you going to, in that relationship, be able to see eye to eye after six months with that with that company? So I would say, be very smart with the contract up front. Uh, put a stipulation in, like contracts are malleable, right? You don't have to sign what they necessarily give you. Negotiate and say like, my time is my time and what I do, you know, won't represent your company. I'll put a little disclaimer or whatever, but I want to, I want to be me outside of this. And then like what Mike said, give value to them and, and drag them into the direction that obviously they're hiring you for. Well, so.
0: I, what I, w- I want to know from Sony is who are you going to be working for? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, (laughs) let's kind of round up the show then we've, we've gone on for two hours now. Um, so just a quick reminder, this is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. You can catch the show live in VR as well, using big screen TV, watch with other like-minded VR enthusiasts. It's a really cool way to watch the show. The show goes live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. Also check out the audio version. You can listen to it on your commute on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Spotify. Um, and? It's been a really cool show. And, wait, and and? And, and? and? Like and subscribe? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Leave a like on that's, this video. No, this that's Nathie's little uh, like and subscribe. <sighs> like and subscribe. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, we hope you have a great week in VR. Enjoy Stormland when it comes out. We'll be talking more about it on next week's show in detail. Right. Uh, so yeah, we've had a great show with you. It's been fun hanging out and doing a little Q&A as well. So if you enjoyed it, let us know. Uh, have a great week. See you then. Bye-bye for now. Take care. Bye-bye. See you.